You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the third day of our Paxi special of Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White, and with me, as, as always, is Todd Stark. Why do you say my name now? Why can't I say my own name? Because I'm, I'm, I'm introducing you. Hello, everybody. That's, that's what I've always done. You always say, with me as is always, Todd and I Stark. say me. It's a, no, you say that at the end. Maybe I'm going to go back and listen. Just call him combative time. Every time. Every time. <laughs> and as you can tell, we also have returning guest Wicked Beth. What Last up? day ever she's going to be on here? Not ever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm going to replace you. Yeah, I'm just kidding. He tried. He tried for three weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. I'm sorry. I'm off by one. Okay. And other returning guest, Lacey Finley. Well, hello. Thank you for having me this weekend. Yes. It's been awesome. They've they've been uh, wonderful in helping us really try to get all the games we could oh my God, out yes. of PAX East because there have been... Two people is not enough. There's way too many games. I want to actually touch on this later, but I'll get to it later. Uh, there's so many games, so many booths, so many people. It's It was hard to get everything that we wanted to because it was just it was insane. It's even Even on today, which was the Sunday show... Mm-hmm. Which was supposed to be the slow day. The moment you walk in, there not was very tons slow. of people. It was not the very busiest slow day, at all. I feel like. Really? I feel like it was busier than yesterday. I think so, too. I agree. I I felt like it was busier today I think today you guys are crazy. I no. felt like I got into stuff so much faster today. Like, no. it was still busy, but I don't think it was nearly Friday or Saturday. I walked around everywhere. And like, I got, okay, I will agree. I got into more things today, but, mm-hmm. like, the lanes were so clogged up. Like, walking to things today. Like, I think the tournaments like the tabletop tournaments really hit big yesterday probably and everybody was on that side because i didn't even recognize that side the day before it was like a damn desert over there nobody was there one yeah. cactus mm-hmm. but like walking across the bridge yesterday i was like where in the hell did that come from mm-hmm. so many people over there I, I do feel like some things got moved but maybe i'm wrong you came in from a different door i promise no i, well, I mean i, I do i think some things that. did get no. moved though death garden I, yeah. seemed like it was on the opposite side no, than death where garden it was. was on the same side the was whole it really time. Yeah. yeah because when i found it there were a bunch of games near it but I was like, I don't remember these being here. I and I even I even took booths. Lacey around there and was like, you know, I'm pretty sure I, we didn't look at these before. So let's go take a look at them because yeah. I did not look familiar. I'd never seen the mini indie booth until today. Hmm. There were so many good games over there. That's mm-hmm. true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a lot I of those not, that were hidden that off to the, the whole side. Time. We've been there, what, three full days. And like even today, I was like, man, yeah. all of these, how did we miss these? I felt like we had the whole floor memorized. But mm-hmm. yeah. And when they closed down, did they walk across the bridge? I said, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Shit. So it was it was definitely a very hectic day. So let's get started on what we saw. Beth, uh, give us a give us a start. What did you what was a game that you first started with? Or that you want to touch on first? Going to the touch first, it. I think, well, the first game that I played today, uh, which I think most of us played, was the uh, Super Daryl Deluxe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Which I thoroughly enjoyed, yeah. personally. Uh, I wouldn't have actually, you know, played that game on my own time if it wasn't already demoed. And mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed it a lot. It, now, it was. What format did you play it on? The PS4. Uh, Oh, yeah, PlayStation 4. Did yep. you also play it on the PS4? 
I want to say no, because I think I had the Xbox controller. You played it you on did. PC, didn't you? So it might have been the PC. I remember, because yeah. I looked over and you're like, I'm not used to this. That, you're right, you're right, you're right. Because like, I kept trying to back out of a menu screen, and I kept hitting what yeah. I thought would be circle, and I finally tapped the guy. I'm like, I, I don't know this controller. How do I get out of the menu screen now? He's like, mm-hmm. But yeah, no. That was a great game. Fantastic game. They were yeah. one of the devs that I wanted to meet when I was looking over some stuff. Um because that game looked like so much fun. Now, when I was playing it, I played it on the Switch, and I had kind of similar trouble where it was trying to figure out that the buttons were what they were, because when I see an X button now, especially when I was playing on an Xbox, X button is down below, not up here or wherever they've got it on the Xbox. So it was messing me up when it would say press X, and I'm pressing down. (laughs) So... I don't know. Yeah, it kind of threw me off. Now, what what specifically did you like about it, both of you? Um. Well, actually, I I loved I loved how goofy he looked. <laughs> he ran. Uh, I really did. Before I could, before I even knew about his running style, I just loved the look of him. He looked like a huge dork, and I was like, I just love this. He kind of had a, a butt a very head. Seventies. Yeah, guy, very seventies. Like a mullet and the headband and the bell bottoms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And the, I don't. I don't know. I just like. I did like the gameplay. Didn't seem too complicated. I was having a good time. Was progressing quickly. Um, and I like the graphics. So like, I found a lot of very interesting art styles around this time around. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and I, I like so. that. I like the different styles. Very tongue in cheek humor. Like they they named the character after themselves. Mm-hmm. So, like, they basically, like, put themselves in their very first video game, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like, the guy said he to... tried to put Jig in their every other yeah. sentence. Yeah. Like, he's, yeah. like, as much as well, possible. Well, was it, like, a, the, the penguin was, like, the guy that was, like, stealing your girl or whatever? And it was yep. very, like, very 70s. She's in this room chained up to a chair. And you're coming to save the day with your, like, banana boomerang. <laughs> and you got, yeah. like, lightning that you can shoot for whatever you reason. That all of a sudden he would have a suit and hat on when he would do one move? Yes, like yes. just a blip though. Yeah, I thought or, I was like, am I seeing Or that? when you powered up a level, all of a sudden he would look like a muscle guy for just yes, a second and come back I, down that to the tall Yeah, I like that too. And I like that you could um, interchange out your different attacks too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the fly, but I right? did notice that we started we off at like level. You had to go in the locker. Yeah. yeah, we started off at like level forty-four. Is what it said on mine. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious, like from beginning, like yeah. just starting at level one, um, if it got a little bit more challenging. Because I felt like I was really kind of overpowered in the beginning. I wonder if that's just because it didn't have a way to reset the level, and it was just from where everybody played all week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I was kind of curious about that too. One thing I did like about, you know, the devs there, I like that, I didn't really know, I don't know why, I maybe just didn't think of it, but they had the people who created the music and the games there, too. Some of them did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got a card. Like, you know, because, uh, what, what, what type of metal um, do you say it Supergirl. was? It was yeah, like... Yeah. Now, see, you guys got to actually hear it. I, I didn't. Being on the Switch, I, I really didn't get to hear, get to hear I didn't get to hear it because I didn't have the headphones because I was playing on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Did you like the music? The music totally fed into the vibe. Yeah. For sure. He said something about a was power ballad. Was slash metal? A power metal. Yeah. No, he power. said power ballad is what he said. No, power metal. I thought he said power ballad. Either way. Either way. It, yeah. it, it, it worked. Yeah. It totally worked. It, it was exactly what I think they were going for. Um, it put me in the moment. It made yeah. me smile the entire time because mm-hmm. of its tomfoolery. Like, I, I, I would like to, to get my hands on that one for sure and display that. I liked how it looked way better on the PlayStation 4 than it did on the Switch. 
Yeah, well, obviously, um, you know, we're talking about a downgrade yeah. on screen resolution and whatnot. Um, I'm gonna say that I loved the artwork. Yeah, uh, everything about that was fine, but the combat was kind of. And and the reason I say that is because I didn't care for the. Re, uh, what do you call it? Where it, you use an attack and it has to respawn. Oh, the cooldown. Yeah, yeah, the cooldown. Yeah. I, well, you can throw two boomerangs. Short right? cooldown. Yeah. I feel like it was like a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you can't spam the button. Yeah, you have to kind of use all guess, the attack buttons. And I guess that's where my brain was. I was like, why can't I just attack? You know, maybe give me one basic attack. I can continue to spam and then have uh, special moves that I can work in because that's where I actually changed. Like you were talking about where you could change your abilities. Mm-hmm. I try to find something with a shorter cooldown that I could attack and then kind of work in the other attacks as I was do- as I was going on. So that was my only gripe about it is just feeling like I wish I had just a basic attack I could just continue on with and I then really have a kick that you could do. But it was it had a higher cooldown. I moved on to a, like a sword attack, which had a very short cooldown out of all the moves I had. And that helped me kind of... Well, I thought the kick was just like a thing you had, because wasn't it attached to like the... Uh... The R button, but yeah. it was a... I think it was like a two-second cooldown, but it was almost like a heavy attack, because when you kicked, you you took off a lot of damage. Yeah, you're right, because most of it was like, what, five damage or something yeah. like that. Like, I like the fire explosive one, because you knocked the I enemies back. I didn't do that back. one, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's, I did the ones that came up from the ground and flew the enemies everywhere. I think they were really wanting you to just use everything. But that, yeah. yeah. But that yeah. said, if you if you manage your buttons right, and again, we're kind of playing it, you know, on the fly, just trying to get the hang of it. If you manage your controls right, you know what you're you're going after. You know, going from whatever your button configuration is. If you plan it just right, you can you know chain an attack that'll be worthwhile. So. Maybe if I got used to it and I was more comfortable with it with a controller I was familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the switch is hard. Yeah. I avoided the switch at all costs at any yeah. opportunity because I'm not used to it at all. So I think maybe if if it was under those circumstances, maybe I would have enjoyed it more. Mm-hmm. But it was just having not being familiar with the switch, trying to manage the attacks in such a way, it was a little disconcerting and discombobulating i guess Mm -hmm. so i was i don't know that it turned me off from it just a little bit so i don't want to i'm not hating on it completely i just for me the combat was a little tricky Mm -hmm. and one thing to know about the combat is that when you're hit by the enemies in my brain from the games that i'm used to playing mm -hmm. is that when you get hit you take a significant amount of damage yeah these guys kind of like tickle you and and that might have been where we were such a high level, right? Yeah, and that might have been on purpose. Yeah, you know true. they may have set it up for the demo to to be but up the enemies higher. Also dropped a, a massive quantity of health things. Yeah, health and yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that was that was yeah. more with the uh, was it the boss battle toward the end, like at the end no, of the I demo. I it on every one of stuff them. like that. Yeah, yeah. they were all I, dropping those little plus little yeah. circles, yeah. and that just filled up everybody's right, health. That mm-hmm. might have been due to being such a high level to start. So. Again, we don't know what the, the the guys were doing, but it does look like a fun game. And for anybody looking to play it, it will will be available on April tenth, so Tuesday, tomorrow. When you're listening to this tomorrow, if you want to check out Super Daryl Deluxe, you can find it on PlayStation, Xbox, PC, Nintendo Switch, whatever you got. You'll be able to find it. Yeah, the everywhere. character looks like Butthead with a mustache. 
Did that look like? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't <even> think of that. <laughs> All right, Todd, what do you got? Ah, you know, like I today, I did a little VR. Okay. Well, yeah. Sony. What did you play? You played. Uh, I played Killing Floor Incursion. Okay. What did totally, you think? Totally different game. Totally different game is what the guy at the booth said. Said it's not like the other one. It's now we that. we played the killing the regular Killing Floor. The three of us. Yeah. We did. Mm-hmm. We played uh, what he called it the hold down mode. I think that's what okay. Killing Floor was. Is usually how it is. Mm-hmm. This one had more like uh, you have missions in it. Okay. Like I had to go get gas for a, a generator to open a gate, mm-hmm. and then I got to another part. I actually beat the regular level faster than I was supposed to, so I got to go on into the next level, and nice. but I never died. Mm-hmm. So he, he even told me, he's like, you even beat the crawly things. You know the crawly thing looks like spiders with the mm-hmm. whatever. They always kill you in the other game. Um, I got past those. I never died once. He's like, that's where I died. So <laughs> I felt good. But again, I mean, I think you're familiar with the the PSVR and and yeah. the mechanics, so yeah, and you probably right. had a lot of advantage over people who come in and be like, "I've never played before." Yeah, if you've played uh, Arizona Sunshine, is the one I compared it to. It mm-hmm. had a lot of the same uh, control scheme. Nice, and it felt good. I, I didn't. I never felt like um, I don't know. I never felt like I did. It didn't work. Yeah, like there was one time like he told me right off the bat it was an alpha. Mm-hmm. So if anything, he said, sometimes it's going to hang up. He said, treat it like your move controllers or maracas and it'll fix. And I had one time where my hand got stuck mm-hmm. and I just shook it and it popped right back over where it was supposed to. Nice. So. But it controlled really good. Felt good. The, a lot of the same things like from the other one, just a lot of zombies, mm-hmm. a lot of different kinds of zombies. You know, the I mean, after you just kind of mentioned Arizona Sunshine, it made me kind of think about it. I'm surprised they didn't have at least one booth that was using the, uh, what was it, the, the VR aim? The PS- yeah, the controller would be perfect. The aim yeah. controller would be perfect for this. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little surprised they didn't have something But like at the that. same time, this thing does use two hands. Like, in one hand, you have a machete. You can actually flip it over and throw it oh, and nice. go yeah. get it. Yeah, it was cool. Like, I, I hit a button, and he flipped it over, and then I just threw it. Or you just start slashing with it actually dropped it when i went to get the uh the gas can and 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 i never found it again. now tell me it wouldn't have been awesome if you'd have been able to flip it on your own and then you flip the move controller yes instead of a a button granted i know you can't see it but tell me that wouldn't have been just awesome to go see that'd be something i would screw if you at least just make the the movement like you're gonna flip it you know just do like that and you could flip the knife that would be cool yeah but yeah you flip it over you grab the blade and you can just throw it Cool. And then, yeah, I I, hit, I killed one zombie. I went and got it out of him. Mm-hmm. And then after I was done with that, I'd go through the gate. So I had to go find the uh, – actually, I dropped it to try to push the button. Because, you you know, you take your hand and you pull the trigger and he puts his finger out. So I'm trying to push the button. I can't <laughs> do anything. And this is maybe you need to get some gas. And then I went and found the gas, and I never found the machete anymore. Yeah. But all in all, that game was really good. Uh, not a release date for it. I think it's on PC now. Mm-hmm. No uh, release date for the PS4 yet. Probably but be the summer, if I'm guessing, though. Yeah. It's in alpha, so that's pretty close to the end. Very cool. But would you would you buy it? Oh, I'm going to buy it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Really fun. Nice. Lace, what do you got? Oh, my God. There were so many today. There really was. Um, I did kind of find this really cool indie game that was tucked off in a corner, though. Um, only one PC that was running it. The devs were sitting off to the side, and just kind of by accident, I came up across it. It's called uh, Stay. 
by App Normals. I've seen that. I think yeah. that was going. Um, so it's it's definitely more of like a text based RPG. Um, so the way it starts off is there's one character that you, you find out later on. I only played three chapters of it. Um, that he got attacked and was put in this basement, and all that's said is is a PC and you. So you're playing the person on the other side of this PC. So this guy is trapped. He's depressed. He's suicidal. He doesn't know what's going on. And he doesn't, I don't think anyway, realize that there's a webcam on him as he's typing on this. So in the upper left corner, you see him. But the, the graphics are pixels, like the yeah. pixelated graphics. Mm-hmm. So uh, so you've got that. And then there's like a little meter underneath that keeps uh, track of how happy he is or scared or what have you. And so he's typing to you begging for help. How do I get out of this situation? Um, and so it's it's cute in the way that like they type it like how you would type. Because at first there was a, a, a misspell and it was just bothering me. And then like, you know how you'll do like the asterisks and then spell it correctly? Like the character would do that. I'm like, oh, okay, that was on purpose. So I thought it was, uh, that, that was kind of a cute little thing in there to give him a little bit more personality. Um, so... The game is in real time. So as the de- developers were telling me about this, this game was meant to be played in like a playthrough or two close together. Um, because if you turn off the game and walk away in real time, he's by himself oh my and God. doesn't know where you oh, are. Wow. And you could wow. come back to the PC after a while and he just offed himself. Oh my oh, God. And you let it go for too long. <laughs> so he's crazy. telling me this, like how much <laughs> impact you have on the choices that you make in response to him too. Um, and uh, that I thought was really cool. Cause like, wow. Like it makes you feel a little bit more for this guy making you want to finish the game or come back to it right away. Cause this guy is literally just sitting at the PC waiting for you. You're his only mode of help like, to get oh out God, of this, this situation. Little person, I have to take care of him. Yes. It kind of breaks <laughs> your heart. If you gave like a smart aleck answer, like one of the things that they would give you to, because like he would just, he would look so defeated and upset because like, he doesn't trust you, of course. Yeah, because he doesn't mm-hmm. know who you are. You don't know who he is, really, or why he's even in this situation. So, obviously, I said I only played the, the first three chapters, so I still don't know how I, as the character or as the player, fits into the scheme of this. Um, but you can decide whether you want to build up that trust between them or break it completely, which would be kind of an interesting thing to see if you drove him to be suicidal or what have you. Um, but you could also be helpful and, like, you encourage him to, like, look around the room. What what can you see? And then they'll do, like, a little cut scene of him getting up from the PC and maybe looking at something and come back to report, and like, what do you think and what you should do. Um, and then you find out that he was a therapist. He's kind of addicted to painkillers. So there's, like, this whole deep story behind this guy. And I, and I had stopped after Chapter 3 because the demo did go to, to 6. But I wanted to save it to when I could sit down and do a full playthrough. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to spoil any more for myself. Um, so yeah, like I, I started to get a little smart alecky in the beginning, but after a while he like grows on you and you start to feel bad for this guy and you want to know the story and he's not going to tell you his background or who he is or anything until you start to build that trust. So then I started leaning more towards, okay, let's really help this guy and get out of it. And I just thought it was a really cool concept. Um, I, I can be bought into those text-based RPGs like that. Um, and I think they've just got a nice little gem on their hands there. I, I don't know when it's due out. Um, it might actually already be out. Uh, what me... other game was right over there beside that? Um, I think it was in the same one that had like the 1979 revolution and the 
pig shooting game you were playing yeah, i don't yeah, right um uh, but I've seen it. I, it was I, in like where the that. yellow right. area was and it what they had like five screens on one side right. five screens on the other it was all different games it was in you the, know? Mi- uh, the mini indie booth am i right yes yeah. yes, yes, yes. i've never seen it all week i had stopped over there i don't know what else i was walking by but it was the pixelated graphics that caught my eye because yeah. i do enjoy that style of game and so when i saw it on the tv screen um, there was only one guy playing it at the time, so I got up there, and the devs just happened to be standing right next to the game, and so I got a really nice long chat with them about how they've they've actually been to like the Australian packs, and they've been going all around the world now and doing all this kind of stuff. And so, yeah, I think I think if you look at it, it's called Stay by Abnormals. Totally, I think totally check that out if you're looking for a nice like four. He said about four to five hour game. Yeah. With a nice little emotional story attached to it, and if you want to get the feels, like I definitely want to pick it up. I want to finish it. Did you get it. the feels? I did. Like it's like as you actually start to warm up to him, and yeah. you're like going to help him, and he starts to tell you, like I don't want to give too much about the story that I did, just in case, because I don't want to spoil it for those of you who might be interested in it. But once you start to like learn why he thinks he's in this situation, and you know all this kind of stuff, you're just like. You don't want to be mean to him anymore. You're like, right. okay, let's let's help you get out of here, man. Let's figure this out. Kind of like empathize so with him. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. They, they wrote the story really well, and and it, like I said, with even just like those tiny little misspellings and fixing it, it almost it makes you feel like you're talking more to like another person. Like they went so far as to give yeah. him that human kind of aspect to it, and. I think that was just like one of the little gems that I happened to just by chance come across today that I'm really happy that it did. Yeah. Now, when you said that you were playing with this guy mm-hmm. was it contextually making it seem like it was you i kind of got i was thinking maybe like i was wondering like if maybe at the end i find out that i'm the one who like maybe put him in this situation or something there was nothing that led me to believe that up to the point that i had played but the thought did cross my mind so at, up till chapter three there was nothing that flat out gave you that indication no mm. See, the reason I'm, I'm asking is Suda51, because I'm going to bring him up again. Uh, he did another game on the 3DS, or, well, I think it was just the DS, the Nintendo DS. It was called Contact. And in the game, uh, you're following along this little boy and his, his world and whatnot. And eventually you come into contact with a, with a professor who is contacting you personally through the DS. And obviously, I mean, with the DS, you have two screens. Mm-hmm. So on the bottom screen, you're following the boy and his adventures. But on the top screen is the professor. And if something is going on, he would look at you specifically as the player. And he's like, hey, you are helping control this kid and everything he's doing. So everything you do is dealing with that down there. So you really got invested in that idea that you were responsible for everything that's going on down there. Wow. And he would try to coax you into different things. And it was almost like he was studying parallel worlds. He's like, I see this and I see you. So let's let's figure this out together. And I like that idea that yeah. it really invests you more into the game when it's you personally involved. Right. So if that's what they're doing with Stay, perfect. I, I think it would, it, you know, again, I would almost feel guilty if I find out later on that I'm the one. Because like I said, I found out just enough of the story where I was just like, oh, this poor guy. But who knows? I might, he might start to trust me and tell me more things where I start to think he's a despicable human being for all I know. Because I mean, they've left it at that point where it can go either way. We mm-hmm. could find out that this guy like just, 
you know, I, like I said, I don't want to give away too much because I do have a few more information about the story that I don't necessarily want to divulge that I think would be more fun if you saw it and had the come across. But it also kind of reminded me, of, do you, did you ever play that game called The Experiment that came out about 10, 11 years ago? Back in the day when you had to like pick out the games at the store and you bring them back for PC, you know, and um, it was about this woman that was like trapped on this ship. And you, again, were trying to help her get out, but it was only through cameras. So you would switch to the different video cameras that were around the ship, and she would come up to the video camera and look at you, and you would try to indicate through her from, like, moving the camera which way she needed to go to try to lead her out. Um, so kind of, I don't remember, there, she had dialogue in that, and that was the only one. Um, but it was kind of like a, that's what it reminded me of when I was talking to them. But then when I got hands-on to the game, I'm like, oh, no, this is a little bit different. But same kind of concept, I guess, mm-hmm. where you're trying to help someone escape. And I, and I liked it. Nice. I'm really glad that I stopped that I love it. games that can draw me in emotionally. So yeah. you, I, I didn't even know about this game, but just hearing you talk about it, I'm like, oh, my God, I think I would really like to play this game it's, just to see yeah. where it goes. Yeah. You were playing the game right next to it, and I was watching that game. Yeah. The, just the trailer for it, and it kept, like, alone. And it showed a little yeah. thing, and I was like, I want, I, I might go play that game, but then it, I had to go do something else. And I think with the, the 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 creativity of just putting that webcam there, because he does make a comment where he's like, do you think they're watching me? So that's why I knew it's like, this guy I don't think even realizes there's a webcam in this computer, because right. he even does this where he'll come up real close. Like, he's trying to put his eye in there, and he's like, well, I can't find anything. So when you're watching his emotion go one way or the other, depending on, like, what you said, then you're like, Oh my God. You know, you just felt like he just looked so sad there. Like, I can't trust you yet. You know, and you're just, well, okay, now I'm going to pick the right answers. I, I want to get on your side. Let's figure this out. Okay, I'm sorry. You know, um, yeah, that definitely. A nice you know, I'm kind of curious found. about how other people would react to this game where, like, as us, like, we're like emotional people and we want to help others, where, you know, other people who play this game who want to see him suffer. Right. Yeah. And I mean, the, the, the answers that were built in, I don't know, again, like further down the load, because, like, again, I said, I, w- I started going towards the help. If I would have kept going down that hole of just being a sarcastic mm-hmm. jerk about it, well, I don't know who you are, was like yeah. one of the answers. Well, he's like, well, to be fair, I don't know who you are either. He's like, I just have to trust you right now because you're the only one talking to me. So please don't go, stay, you know. And then once he started, oh, I, I, I'm this, and give you a little bit of that. So if I would have kept down that, I wonder if that like maybe it ends the game early. He gives up. He has no hope anymore because mm-hmm. the one person you know that could have helped him decided not to, or you know. So that's mm-hmm. yeah. I would be. I would actually be the type to play it both ways. Yeah. You know, just so, so I could see how how the story would unfold that way. And considering there are numerous chapters in which you can kind of go through, it, yeah, it makes you like wonder. Sixteen. Yeah. So yeah. at some point, any point during those sixteen chapters, he could just say, "Fuck it." <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah. Out. We we might have that option too to just be like, you know what? Yeah. Sorry. Mm, tried. Mm. Sucks to be you. You know, like or however the dialogue would go. But yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. I'm going to have to look that up. Stay. Stay. Stay by App Normals team. Okay. I'll definitely look that up. Uh, I'm going to talk about Verdant Skies. You talked about it yesterday. Mm-hmm. And that was the first thing we went to today because I wanted to check out this game because I, I had, you know, we had talked about it yesterday, or you did anyway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I t- reached out to him on Twitter, let him know that, you know, it was talked about on the show. And they were responsive, you know, and that was, that's important to me. If, if a dev is going to be responsive and say, thank you for reviewing the game, talking about it on your show, I'm going to go and check it out for myself because again, I hadn't seen it. 
So I remember seeing it. I just didn't play it. So I went there. I checked it out. And it got me. It got me quick because it reminded me of uh, Harvest Moon was a a game that really kind of made... It was a good uh, parallel to the game, I guess, because you're, you're kind of building a civilization, a farm, trying to, to, to get relationships off the ground with the people around you. But it's also in the sense that it's not just, oh, well, you're making a farm for yourself and everything. It's almost like survival. Because don't you crash land on a planet? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you're you're a guy. You crashed down on this planet, and you know you're just kind of screwed, and you've got to you got to find a way to survive. So these Sink two people that you you're you're there with, it's uh, two ladies. It's like one that will greet you, and then she'll take you to the person who's in charge, and you just kind of have to fall in line. And it did seem like they gave you dialogue options to either kind of be a jerk about things. Or just to be like, yeah, because I think one of the first ones I remember having was, you know, it's like, well, you crashed, you know, one of our our ships down on the, the beach there. And you could have just said, it's not my fault. Or it's like, OK, it's no problem. And I was just like, it's no problem. I'm sorry. You know, I, I couldn't help it. See, I didn't. I was like, it's not my fault. Like, <laughs> come on, man. I almost died, you know. Yeah. But but I thought that was interesting because they give, they're giving you options. You can either kind of approach it one way or the other. And I re- even remember there was a dialogue choice I had with one of the characters that she was just kind of chit-chatting. And there was a bar that went up. It wasn't like a relationship bar. I think so, yeah. Because you can. Like, he did mention you could be best friends or marry yeah. them. Mm-hmm. So, so you have this way of building relationships with people that you're going to meet on this journey. And I remember at, at first I was like, did that just actually happen? But after talking to the dev afterwards, I was like, maybe it did. She was asking, she's like, yeah, you know, we've got a lot of work to do. What's your favorite tool? And I had options of like what my favorite tool is. And I was like, oh, so I just said a hammer and the bar went down a little bit. And she's like, yeah, it's a good, good tool. I was like, but why did the bar go down? So I was like, did I see that right? So maybe it's just not her cup of tea. She's like, oh, you like a hammer? Okay. So maybe she just wasn't into it, and that's fine. But maybe maybe that's an option. What were the other options? Uh, like a pick for, like, hitting stones, an axe mm-hmm. for the lumber. Uh, I want to say a shovel oh, or something to, to dig do. it out, baby. So, <laughs> so, I mean, you have these options. Family-friendly game. <laughs> so, you have these options of things to play, you know, to answer. So, I, it made me kind of curious if I answered like that in that moment. Does that mean that that relationship is gonna just going to be doomed at that point? Or do I have a way to salvage that? It's like, well, maybe she doesn't. she's not fond of the hammer, but I can be like, well... Hey, you know, just because we don't agree there, we can agree on other things, mm-hmm. and eventually I can build a relationship that could lead to something more later on, or I, maybe we're just friends. I don't know. She thought you were talking about your dingus. Maybe. Your but no, it's family friend. Uh, That's what she thought about. Perhaps. Well, you really meant a hammer. But as I was playing it, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> uh, as I was playing it, uh, when you're uh, trying to, they'll, they'll give you tasks on, you know, hey, we need to, to get a garden started, you know, go out and you know, plant some stuff and they actually had a hose out there. So you didn't have to go scoop up some water or something like that. So I, I like that aspect that you didn't have to go out of your way just to get water. There, there was a, a, so what I'm looking for Reservoir? here, huh? Reservoir. Yeah. There you go. With a hose and everything like that, whatever you want to call it. 
There's a there's a more proper term, but it's, it's late. A uh, water tank. There you go. With a hose. A so reserve. you can just... Yeah, a reserve. Thank you. And you can just hose it down as you need it. And you need to keep an eye on it as you're doing that. <clears throat> so I thought that was a good idea. Uh, and then as I was trying to gather materials like chopped wood or, or stones or anything like that to build, you know, anything they've asked me to build, you wear yourself out. You know, like you normally would in normal, you know, regular mm-hmm. day life. So as I was doing that, I noticed that my bar was going down and then I was like, I'm getting tired. You know, what am I going to have to do? Am I going to have to go take a nap? Because I had plenty of daylight left and I was like, I don't want to go take a nap. There's got to be food around here. So I start scavenging around. I found berries. They weren't a lot to, you know, boost my stamina back up, but it did the job. So I was like, okay, that'll, that'll give me some, some time for now. Uh, until the point where I didn't have anything else that I could go after. So I was just like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to have to go to bed because I'm, I'm running out of options. So over time, obviously, you're going to have the resources to make food because there was a kitchen where you could make food, sandwiches, whatever. And I'm sure that will come into play later on to where you can keep your stamina up at all times and work a full day. So I like that. There was even customization. I don't know if you saw that. There was, yeah. I didn't. I didn't deal with it. I just kind of opened up the uh, the menu and I saw it. You could customize your character however you wanted. You know, clothes, face, hair, whatnot. And I was like, oh, cool. But I don't want to deal with that right now. But as I was playing it, I put it down at one point where I was like, I have to stop because I will be here all day. Yeah. I knew at that point that I wanted to play this more because. It was engaged. It was sucking me in so much that I was like, "I've got to stop. I got to stop right now because I can. I can be here all day if I wanted one to." One day. Just yeah. no. Well, I'll just play one more day. Yeah, and I, I at least played a full day, and then I was just like, "All right, I'm done." So, it, it's a great game. Yeah. It's something I want to go back to and try. Um, we have an option to play it. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I'm. I'm definitely going to do that, and it's going to be. Is it? It's not out yet. I think it is actually or in early access again, like all the, yeah. yeah so, um, but again, I do like to hit home the fact that like how much care they took into making sure people with disabilities could play this game because mm-hmm. they are, they, they do partner with able gamers. And I know we had mentioned yesterday about if you had color blindness, there was options oh, yeah. for that yeah. or for hearing impairments. Um, he purposefully uh, made it to where it could be only point and click. So like people who are quadriplegics that have to use the the mouth, uh, I don't know what it's called, but to move mm-hmm. it on there, he made it purposely mm-hmm. like that. And to add to that, the fishing element in it, which is if anybody has watched my streams with that had fishing in it, freaking can't stand fishing in games. I just can't. Uh-huh. It's, it doesn't make sense to me. It's boring. It's dull, whatever, to each their own. Uh, but the way they made it was like, it's like um, like it's a harpoon, right? Mm-hmm. And so when the fish is coming across there, it's just a line that goes. And so you have to time the target to hit the fish. And again, that was another nod to making sure people with disabilities could play because he said some people have trouble with constant clicking motions or doing it fast enough to make those things happen. So I just find it extremely touching that they took so much care into making sure children or people with disabilities could still play this game and have a great time. I absolutely love that. Yeah, Because you don't run into a lot of games that do that. And 
I'm sure a lot of people with disabilities would love right. to play video games, depending upon their limitations, mm-hmm. you know, and that is fantastic. And that's probably groundbreaking. I They probably started a whole new thing right there. I hope so. And more uh, game developers will probably go towards that, making more options. I really think they should. I really hope so, yeah. And well, furthermore, they actually made, like, the one character, the very first one you come into contact with, she was blind. So wow. they even may, I'm going to assume a lot of the characters you're going to encounter are these type of people that they're catering to. And that's that in, that allows them to have someone they can relate to. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. Yeah, I think they did everything right with this game, especially for that genre. They did it justice. It's a lot of fun. And it's accessible for almost anybody. And I love that. I love it. Didn't you say that you could also add your, like, for streamers yes he added that's there, right there was another feature that he uh, mentioned that if you're a streamer or someone in particular you had uh, a logo of any kind that you could have a code and you can upload your uh your logo or whatnot and you could actually have it like turn it's a it, skin in the game or yeah a skin like for it could be for clothing a poster whatnot whatever it is you could use it, and then you can actually share it with your community. That's so awesome. When, when we kind of thought, thought about that for, like, Epic, you know, anybody who's an Epic friend, and you can just say, here's an Epic T-shirt for your character or right. an Epic poster for yeah. your house or whatnot. And that allows them to be included in that. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, so if you buy the game, make sure to reach out and get that customizable skin for yourself PS4 as a streamer. Queens. I'm sure, I think he said, well, did he say anything about that? I think that's like later on. Like consoles are a hope. It's just not okay. great yet. Everything at PAX East. And again, East I hope I'm right when I say that. I talked to him so long. Everything at PAX East needs to come to PS4. Well, if they, of some, have, some of them, them don't have that. need to upgrade to a PC, man. Oh, Some of yeah, them don't have that option. Yeah. There were a lot of them that I heard, yeah. and I'll get to one later, who said, that's the dream. Right. But we've just got to get there. Well, wake up. Well, get there. They're trying. All right. I'm sure, I'm sure they'll succeed. Yeah, I think so. All right, Beth, what do you got? So my next game that I want to play, which I was very upset yesterday because I did not get a chance to play a VR game, which was my main goal. Um, but I got to today, so I'm happy about mm-hmm. that. You got to today. Um, yes, I did, too. Um, this first one was an you know, indie game. Mm-hmm. Wanted to check it out. I saw it on the screen. It, I think it was like what I saw was in the forest part. And I'm like, that looks gorgeous. It looked like No Man's Sky. That part did. Just then, like No Man's Sky. I remember it that's looked, what we, we commented on when we walked by. That looked oh, like that No one. Man's Sky right there. We started yeah, jumping. Uh, anamorph- like, oh, Anamorphine shit. is the name oh, of it. Oh, no. We're talking about Anamorphine. Yes. Yeah. Anamorphine okay. is what I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah. So let's talk about that up, because. It was uh, in that one little small section. And it did look just like the surface of a planet on. Um, no Man's Sky. Because mm-hmm. I started laughing. I was like, what the f- what in the hell? Come on. And then all of a sudden, it did this 360, and you was in a damn theater. And I was like, no, this is something else. This is not, <laughs> not even yeah. close. Right? No. Yeah. Now, now, as we get into this, I want to touch real quick, because it was Beth and Lacey who yep. played it. But they both played different types of games. So Beth actually got to play the Oculus version. So she was immersed in you know VR, whereas Lace was just playing, was it uh, just Windows? Yeah. Was it Windows or PS4? I, I, I think it was a 
console, actually. Because I think I, they were, I, they were talking about the different controllers that people have, uh, gave it to me. I want to say it was the Microsoft one, because there was only one today that I played that had the PlayStation one, and then oh, I got all okay. screwed up, because all weekend everyone kept handing me the Microsoft yeah. one. And I'm like, now I don't know where the joysticks are. <laughs> anyway, that's a team. But, but, but again, two different perspectives yeah. here. So, all right, go ahead and tell us what you thought. So... And, so uh, so I was talking to one of the developers, and it, she was like, you know, it's like a psychological game, which I love those. I absolutely love those. And she's like, you know, you you find the clues, and you walk towards them, and they will change things around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, she didn't give anything away, so I just did what she said. I'm just like exploring everything, and when I came to a clue, it was like, like, glowy like pieces of paper or instruments or anything and you go up to it and it changes the room or you like or the um not the room or even like the whole like scenery that you're in and the main one it kind of freaked me a little bit because and it was I don't know if it was totally intentional but then they had like I was in the house and then you see the people in the house and I'm like, okay, that freaked me out. Yeah. Like, yeah. What is this? Yeah, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really know what to expect from it because I'm like, all right, is this gonna? Because she didn't tell me if it's gonna be like scary or jump scares or anything like that. And I even um, asked her flat out, I guess because I met, I heard psychological. Yeah. Yeah. But nothing beyond that. So I said, so is this psychological horror? Yeah. And she was like, no, just psychological. Yeah. She's like, there's no horror element. There's nothing gonna jump out at you. It's psychological. Period. Yep. So, and by the way, her name was Stephanie. She was really awesome. We had yeah. a conversation. Yeah, she was fantastic. Fantastic. So, awesome to you, um, Stephanie. Keep so, you, so you start off, you're exploring in a house. It's like tons of trash in there. And the more clues you get, the more trash it fills up. And then you, um, you start finding instruments and you start seeing the people. And then you, they start putting dishes away. Whatever that means, but um, <laughs> I think it was just like to try to recollect how the life was okay. before oh, it became yeah. trash. Okay, is yeah, like what I took it to mean. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then you start hearing the music, the cello, mm-hmm. believe it is, and you just like start going towards the music of the cello. It starts directing you towards where you know you start needing to go. She and, also heard the sound way better than all of us. Yeah, oh, it was sure. amazing. Yeah. The music was awesome. Um, and then I ended up in a theater, which I thought was so cool. Like, I loved the theater, and it was empty, completely empty. So you have to go up these stairs, and you go around, and you you know find the clues, and then you see um, – well, freaked me out. I found the clues, and I'm facing the main stage on the balcony, and then I turn around, and all of a sudden there's a bunch of – black mannequins all different poses and it freaked me out like i jumped i'm like what what i didn't expect it It was weird it just you know like if i was really there in real life and there's like mannequins everywhere it would just freak me out you know it just would but um and then they start playing like there's a band and they start playing um the music together and then you approach the band and then you enter um this maze type thing and you go towards the cello and then you're in this forest and it's like this magical gorgeous forest and you're going towards these like 
I don't even know what to call it. It's like uh, it's call like a flower or something. Like that. Yeah, it was a flower, but like to get to the flower, it was like um, oh, it was like, like those colors, like wispy, wispy things like, like yeah, spurting like, up in the air, like maybe kind flower of petals or something. Yeah, they were yeah, they were yeah. squirting up in there. And the colors were so like rich and bright at the same time; they were gorgeous. Yeah. And, and then these flowers would just come up out of the ground and just going through the forest, and it was it was gorgeous. It was beautiful and I was telling her I'm like this reminded me a lot of layers of fear without the horror you know yeah. you turn one way you do one thing and everything completely changes right. um ooh, my bad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um the only thing I didn't like about it is that uh if I was I was thinking in my head I'm like if I have to play this game any longer I'm gonna have to stop prematurely because I'm getting motion sick okay. um I didn't like how it was very choppy with the turns and when you go forward, it was too fast for me. And in the forest, the ground was kind of waving. Yeah. So and she she actually said they did that on purpose. Oh really? Yeah. It oh, okay. Was kind of. It was funny because you mentioned something earlier that, that actually reminded. I don't know. There was like a, something that clicked in my head. I was like, what? Are, why does it sound familiar? You were talking about the the seven. What, oh, what, Seven Hills and Fall The Seven Hills. She, yeah. <laughs> she, you were mentioning that. I was like, why do I feel like I heard that today? It was from her. She <laughs> said something about that. Yep. I loved the game. I thought it was awesome. Um, and I played it. was with the Oculus, which I have never done before. So mm-hmm. I was curious to try that out mm-hmm. for so size, too. So let me ask you this. When you were playing, did you notice, was there a dot in the middle of the screen that you kept following? No. I didn't see a dot. That could be why you got sick. Because they say that's that helped a lot. He did tell me that I had the option to turn mine on or off. And oh, I just left it for the sake of yeah, knowing where I was directing my attention when I needed to go up to a clue. So I didn't actually even think about that for VR, whether you could turn that on or off. Or well, I've got I've got some insight to this, but I want to let you talk about your experience because I, I'm remembering a whole lot from the conversation. <laughs> yeah, like, you probably got to talk to them a lot longer too because we were playing the game. Um, exactly what she said. It's a very gorgeous game. Um, I like the way that they were telling the story with just having to find the clues and start piecing it together. Um, you find out, I think, that you're Tyler and you're looking for these clues for Elena, which was the the main protagonist that I think we kept seeing with the, the white hair. Yeah. And then there would be other people that was there, but the one that was actually yeah. playing the cello and all yep. this kind of stuff. So I think we're on the search to figure out what happened with her she had white hair in my game she had like purple hair maybe it was supposed to be i uh, see at first no, i thought had, it was like the clue hair. like how they, they glowed on the, the I, I, was, I was watching hers and yours i don't know it, but in i was seeing her as like a lilac-y purple that hair, might be right though. yeah it was light it was yeah bright, though. yeah it wasn't like a regular color it's like it glowed a little bit yeah it did glow. It had a glow but that's possible but i'll explain that later okay <laughs> <laughs> he's got all the answers but yeah so i mean i i, I actually I, I found it fascinating the way they were telling this story as well as just there's no dialogue no nothing um sound cues probably got a lot better because like mm-hmm. I, I don't think i had a headset for mine but i did hear when the cello and everything was starting to play like they did have the volume up loud enough for that and the same thing with like going through the theater and stuff like that although i have to say i think i did overhear her say that every woman who's played yes. the game in the vr jumped at that situation yeah, when they turned around and saw all of them yeah that is um, so weird that's so I for wonder. me it was just like I, as i wasn't as immersed i guess within vr yeah. as you are so like it, it didn't catch me off guard i did kind of go like wow but i remember walking up to a couple of clues and then keeping trying to move forward but then all of a sudden it was a painting against a wall yeah. so i'm like yeah, i love that so then you had that to was back really up cool and look around like you've just been transformed yep. into some you know in somewhere else or the world transformed around you um i have to say though it did kind of make me a little motion sick though too and i wasn't in the vr so i don't know if it's something to maybe like 
slowed down the joystick movement. The Maybe there's something I need to futz with settings there. I didn't know if it was just because I was still really tired. It was like the first game we tried that day and I didn't have enough coffee or enough breakfast. It was like, and the screen was so large and I was so close to it because normally I wouldn't be sitting that close to a, a TV screen when I'm playing video games. Right. Um, but when you said that, I'm like, well, maybe there's something that needs to be slowed down there or I need to futz with the setting because I was starting to feel a little bit too. Um, but again, yeah, I, de- I definitely want to continue to play that. Um, I don't think necessarily in VR. Um, but uh, I, I like the concept of having it in VR, especially with the way that they're creating this world. I, I find it it leads to that. It's very conducive. It to works that. good both ways. Yeah. Sorry. Now she, she did say that it was going to be in uh, PSVR come summertime. Yeah. And I think right now it's Oculus and steam mm-hmm. PC, whatever for now, if I'm not mistaken, hopefully I'm not misspeaking. Um, but when I spoke to Stephanie, she was talking about how uh, I mentioned psychological, not horror psychological. So where you were talking about there's no dialogue or anything like that, you have to understand what's going on through the story through visual clues. And she said that's what you really need to kind of focus on with this game are the visual clues of everything around you trying to understand what's going on, what the story is. And that was the driving force on the way they were trying to make it very psychological. And based on, again, this this could be a big stretch, but where you were saying interpreting the different color hair, Mm -hmm. she said, as you're playing the game, how it is interpreted is based up to you. So as you're, you know, how, however it ends, however it comes out, it's based on your perception. So how you play it and you play it, you could both play it together, but by the end of it, you could have a completely different idea of what actually happened. Oh, wow, nice. This is why he was so excited to hear us to talk about it. Well, I'm happy we both played it. Yeah. Because it worked because clearly we both. Yeah. And and, and again, that that color hair could be a stretch. But the fact that you were just like, like, you're just like, I'm pretty sure it was purple. So that's your, that was your take on it. And Mm -hmm. you saw white. It's it's your perception. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it could be a stretch. I don't know, but that's cool. Yeah, that's just hearing cool. you say that. And maybe Beth is colorblind. And she could be. Who knows? Maybe, this was, maybe this I'm just biased cool. towards purple hair. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, that, that could lean more toward your perception. Yep. That's what you wanted yeah. to see, mm-hmm. and that's how you interpreted it. So if that's how it's playing into your psychology, that's, that's cool. awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. So I was I was excited to sit there and talk to her about it and really understand about it. She even said if you paid attention that that area that you were talking about where it was like um, the rolling hills and the forests yep. and whatnot, if you pay close attention, it will guide you where you need to go. Mm-hmm. You just it have did. to you, you have did to really pay little, close attention. Like fireflies. I did get lost yeah. there for okay. a little bit until I started to to pick up on what it was trying to guide me. With. I didn't see like, fireflies. Yeah. I saw. Oh, well, I seen them. Yeah. I didn't see. Yeah. Fireflies, she said something to that effect. But so what I saw was um like uh like what I can re- like re- relate it to like the northern lights. Okay, and see, and, and what was funny is when she mentioned it to me, I started watching. I think it was yours. Uh-huh. And I was just like, I'm not seeing it. But it was cool because, I mean, you were still going, but I was like, why am I not seeing it? She just told me what I need to be looking for, but I'm not seeing it. But I wasn't dismissing what she said. I was like, that's interesting that I can't see what she's telling me. Uh So, I don't know. that uh, Just the, the idea about it. 
two different differing opinions on what you actually experienced in a way. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's gone to the rapture is what it reminded me of. Okay. This the, yeah, this same thing. That experience, almost like a walking simulator. In a way, you mm-hmm. find these clues and the story kind of, you depict how the story ends. You know what I mean? Like, what you find is yeah. what you know of the story. This way, but this seems like, like they said, more psychological. Yeah. Because that is kind of cool. What you see. Too psychological. Is what, what she sees could be way different than what mm-hmm. she sees, even though they see the same thing. Because mm-hmm. I've seen the same thing on both of y'all's screen and y'all both seen something different. Yeah. Yeah, like so. I didn't see like the fireflies or anything like that. I've just been so trained now in video games to look everywhere and yeah. even up. So when I saw like the pink smoke or the wispy things mm-hmm. or whatever, that was my cue. I was like, I bet you that's where I need to be heading because I'm yeah. off in a corner seeing if there's something else I should be picking up or a clue I'm finding. And then once I started going to those, the flowers would open up, a new scenario would present now, itself. Now, did you or something. see the ground kind of form and kind of guide you where to go? I did not see that. I saw that. Maybe that's yeah. something that advantage at VR being. Fully submersed, being able to look down at the ground and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. I want to play this game, like me myself, from beginning to end. Yeah. So, Anamorphine is uh, the name of the game. Artifacts or Artifact Five, I think, is the developer of Anamorphine. Definitely check it out, guys. Um, we're, we're we're impressed by what they're doing. They're doing something very unique with the idea of really getting into your head with a story, and. Um, I'm anxious to play it. Yeah. I'm definitely going to have it. It's and we joked about it walking up on it. Yeah. That was we, what the thing was. You mm-hmm. know? We was like, look at this game. It's trash. It looks like <laughs> No Man's Sky. And then all of a sudden, I was like, whoa. Wait a second. <laughs> Gave it like five more seconds. You're like that. But yeah. you know what? That's the beauty of talking to a dev because yeah. she made me actually look at it from a whole nother light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we actually had a pretty good conversation, you know, even when we kind of mentioned horror. It just got into different things. It was just like, well, you know, what kind of horror do you like? And she was like, you know, I kind of like, she liked the deeper horror stuff, you know, not like Resident Evil action, stuff like that. She wanted... Stuff that really messes with your brain. Yeah. Exactly. So when I learned that, you can see where her mind is when she's developing this game and being one of the devs on it. She's like, yeah. I got to get in deep with this, you know. But did she say something that dealt with depression and stuff like that also? I believe it was so. Like yeah. she, um, well, she did say like how you choose to your actions that you choose in your game will guide you to be more of a darker side or a lighter side. But I didn't, I don't understand how she meant by that. Just because because it doesn't really feel like you're making decisions. Yeah, so it's exactly. Like you're discovering the yeah. story. Yeah, so I was just kind of going where it was guiding me right. to go. But so. in this- what I thought was a clue when I go over yeah. there and it But what you see it. in that mm-hmm. clue could determine in your brain if it's light or dark. Oh, like you could see like, okay, so he's depressed. Like somebody else could see something different about that. Yeah, and that so. goes back into the psychological. It's mm-hmm. it's t- tailored to you specifically, how you interpret things. I think all four of us need to play it, come back and have another podcast yes. on our own yes. experiences. That's a fantastic idea. So I'm, I'm definitely digging that. So uh, I hope you guys are hearing this uh, tomorrow or today or whatever, whenever you hear it, because we're going to tag you in this for sure. Mm-hmm. Todd, what do you got? What do I have? What else do you have that you played? Let me think a minute. Got, I mean, like I really just kind of watched again. I played. Okay. I don't really want to talk about it because Murder's Pursuit. I played that. Okay. Well, You're go ahead. Not. No, no, no. We can talk yeah. about that. Well, I mean, about. y'all enjoyed it, and I can understand why. Like, I feel like I would have had a lot more fun if I knew what was going on. I didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> like, I sit inside this box. My my character. <clears throat> 
let me set it up. Okay, you okay. apparently have a person you're hunting. There's eight people. Maybe two people, right? Well, there, yeah, there, there was eight players. Each player has a person there to be hunting. Okay. And then somebody is hunting you. Yep. Yeah. In return. So it's kind of like a vicious cycle, right? Mm-hmm. I couldn't walk. Like, it's on PC, right? I'm clicking they the didn't damn give mouse. Him a controller. I could not walk. <laughs> I, I, finally... I didn't even think about it when he went to go play this no. game. I just automatically assumed. Did you not know what to press? <laughs> huh? Did you not know what to press? No, they didn't say anything. Like, Did they, they, there was, was no tutorial. Was there was a keyboard or a mouse or anything? Keyboard and mouse. I was hitting yeah. the arrows. Like, what's this shit? Ain't Did you try W A S D? I literally hit every damn button, and I hit one, and they took a step right. I was like, oh, okay. Then I hit another one, didn't do nothing. And I was like, okay. Oh, they went that way. Okay, shit, I got it. And then I got killed. And then I got killed again. And then I tried to kill I tried to kill somebody. And every time I tried to kill somebody, I was like, you can't do that. I'm like, but they killed me? I literally your target, probably. Yeah, maybe I said I thought this I thought it was um I heard y'all over I overheard y'all talking. This is just like that game. What was that game? Spy Party. Spy Party. You said mm-hmm. that one person's trying to kill everybody. Yeah, <laughs> that was like the first thing. Like after I got to playing it, that I thought of Spy Party is this. It's by this one guy. Like he's the only one who's developing this game, so yeah. it's been taking a, a, an extremely long time. But he's doing a fantastic job. But yeah, it was like you're. But it was only two players, so it's a two player game. Right. So one person is the sniper looking through a window at a party, right? Mm-hmm. And the other person is playing the party goer. So you're in there with a bunch of NPCs. So it behooves you to do what the NPC's behavior is so that the sniper can't tell that it's you. Um, But you have certain missions of swapping things out or doing this right here that hopefully the sniper doesn't catch you doing because that's going to be your one tell that you're the human. Um, But that's kind of what it reminded me of there on a grander scale, obviously, because you're adding in more players to the mix for this And while you're playing this game, you can totally tell who's real and who's not because... The NPCs are walking straight, and all of a sudden you see somebody walk, because you'll walk straight through somebody if you're a real person. Like, the NPCs are walking straight, and then you'll see a, a person walking, and they, and they run into the corner of the wall, and I'm like, well, okay, see, that is- that's where they're yeah. silly, because since I had played Spy Party, I stood there for a long time to thing, watch how move. the NPCs and everybody were reacting. Yeah. And so I observed it probably for the first like minute. Like I didn't move. I couldn't move for the well, first two Well, I knew how to move because I do PC game, but I emulated that. And that's probably why I won. Well, but see, there, like, there was, know. well, she, you know, Lacey has experience with these games. Um, well, one, yeah. Yeah. One game like it. And now we had the dev right next to us kind of like guiding us See, like me because i didn't i didn't really know either i mean i know how to operate the game and move and everything but i didn't know like the like strategy I figured it out though yeah but he there's there's little areas that you that's um like dotted lines and you just stand in them and then it makes you act like the npcs like yeah it, hides yeah, it, it technically like hides you like i yeah. didn't know like i noticed my thing said exposed but for a long time, it didn't. It says not exposed. And I was like, okay. And then all of a sudden, I looked down yeah. and it's exposed. So maybe I wasn't advanced because Spy Party had the same thing. Like, there was, a, like, if you wanted to move in with a crowd, there was, like, a circle that, you know, you could go yeah. into and default to talk to people and stuff like that. And I noticed yeah. it was it would fill up, but I didn't realize what that meant. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. 
I just thought that exposed meant that everybody around me could see me. You know, like, and I, and I noticed every time it said it, I was in a room with everybody else, but I was so concentrated on how the hell do I move. He just wanted to kill somebody. Yeah. yeah. And, and, <laughs> well, that's fair. You <laughs> wanted to figure out the mechanics of the game. You know? as, that's as the soon, only point. As soon as I noticed somebody, I'm like, oh, shit, that's a real person right there. And I know it is, you know, because the but way But you didn't moving. know if it was your target or not. You just right, wanted to kill right. the real person. Yeah. Well, it said Hunter is on the same floor with you. And I'm like, Oh, I got this one. Yeah, I'm going to kill him. everybody on this floor <laughs> then. I go up to shoot him. They pull the gun out and they point and go, and all of a sudden go, this, you can't kill this character. My character looks down and puts the gun out. I'm like, shit. Why can't <laughs> and I now kill he's exposed, so and he's going to have a dot over his head and then for I got, about and 10 I got seconds. Killed. All of a sudden, somebody hit me in the back of the head. Oh, you got arrested then, because that's no, what no. happened to me. No, no me what I think happened is because if, when you get exposed for a certain period of time, you have a dot that anyone can see. So uh, whoever was hunting him probably knew that was their target and went straight him. for him. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, they were on the same floor with me already, and that's why, like every time I noted when it said a hunter is on the same floor, the hunt is on the same floor, whatever, whatever yeah. it said. You're, that's when I would go find the person because it had a little icon, like a little green icon. Yeah, that would have been your target. And, yeah. And, I thought, oh, there they are right there, you know, because they would go to move around. And they, and one time the guy killed me. And when I respawned, I was right there and I seen him moving right in the same spot and I tried to kill him and wouldn't let me. So I'm like, I'm so oh, okay. confused. I don't think I tried to, well, maybe I did. Hmm. I, I kept on trying to go for my hunter instead of my target. <laughs> like, you're not getting me. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I did too. Like, your, your, your target was the quarry, right? Oh, maybe it. that was what it was called. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. confusing yeah. me on that part. Like, like I didn't have anybody telling me anything. There was no directions on anything. I just knew that somebody's a killer, and we got to act like regular people. It didn't say that I was a killer, so I was thinking I got to act like a you know a non-playable character. So I'm just walking around. I'm getting those dots, and I notice it doesn't say exposed, and then all of a sudden it does say exposed. But there's other people. Like it confused me, you know. So I did not enjoy. Yeah, you probably would have had a lot more fun. If, I, I, yeah, if you understood yeah. the mechanics of the computer, I you, I think you would have liked great, it a lot. Yeah. yeah, it looked awesome. It is I'm a gorgeous game. Sure mm-hmm. If I knew how to play it, the game would be awesome mm-hmm. because you don't have to, you don't have to rely on a team as much because when sometimes team-based games suck because you you can never find people who want to play like-minded with you. You know what I mean? So this game is really kind of. Just go kill the person you got to go kill. Themselves anyway, so once yeah. you, yeah, once you figure it out, it's probably really fun. But and oh, I only that got eight minutes. I'm not, that... not really going to say this is a bad game by any means. I got eight minutes with it, and they loved it. They come off smiling. Yeah. I come off. Yeah. Yeah. I said, nah, <laughs> because I lost. You know, <laughs> right, right. I lost. The game sucks. But no, it doesn't suck. It looked great. I think um, it stayed busy the entire weekend. Yeah. We and walked it by it and wanted to play it, and there was always a line. And then when we finally had time to play it, we could not find the damn thing. They were convinced <laughs> that it had packed up and moved. We and were convinced they, it was gone. I yeah. argue with them. I was like, I don't think it's gone. They left like, early. It's just here. Yeah. Funny <laughs> enough, it was the last booth that I played before I walked out. And I was just like, huh, Did you get to play it then? No, I just oh. looked at it and I was like, oh, that's that game that I wanted to play. Yeah, we said that all week. <laughs> we said it all week. All week we got passing yeah. by. Yeah. Well, we, when the line gets shorter. We, we found it by accident every time and we would get in line. I think I got in line twice. I think I saw it ten times today until yeah. we wanted to go to the game. And then we oh, could, but yeah. they moved. They moved. They yeah. Did you not use the app? I did. We did. I and that's it where up. it got even worse because we were like, <laughs> we probably circled it 
several times. Yes. Yeah. And we're like, okay, Discord, and then Twitch, and if we get Alienware, we've gone too far, because we're looking at, and then we got to Alienware, and I'm like, see, I told you, they're gone. And then we finally <laughs> go to the other side of Alienware and turn around and go, oh. There they are. Right there. You didn't hey. have your navigator. I didn't yep, see you. We didn't have our navigator. You're sitting on the dock of the bay. <laughs> right? Sitting on the dock of the bay. <laughs> Oh, All right, shoot. I'm sorry. No, uh, no that's, it was a fun game. I it, was. it was. I game. mean, I can't say. I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm just saying that you had a you had a rough experience I because a, you were unfamiliar I had with the controls. A bad yeah. experience. like and me did, with Super Daryl Deluxe. Yes. Yeah, was. you played it on the Switch. Yeah, I played it on an unfamiliar console. It might have been different yeah. if I was playing it on play, uh, PlayStation Four, yeah. where I was a little bit more familiar with the controls. I was after. I just I wasn't comfortable with the the handheld Switch. Right. It's it's not familiar to me yet and to be honest if you handed me a controller i don't know that i would have done any better <laughs> i would have moved sooner probably well, again that if you were explained what the whole right. goal yeah. of the game was yeah. it would have that's been all i needed to know was the goal like i kind of see understood. i need to ask though like i went while we were waiting in line i looked at dev and i'm like so what are we doing yeah mm-hmm. or one of them because there were several yeah people working oh. that booth so no, but, but is, that main dev he just stood between us the yeah, entire time did. pretty much when letting us down, know they talk to him because they're all just like us that play the games they're nerds and we don't get women enough they, as soon as a woman i do kind of want to ask were we the only women in that group i think yeah, i didn't even know there was that. uh there was one young girl right no that was a guy because the no. cynic in me wants yes, to go, what, only, you didn't think the two chicks would figure out how to play the only, PC game? Yeah, I was, or what you was, said, yeah. maybe like, oh, they don't come around enough, hi. Right. You know? That's exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. you know. Because I was going to think like he was going to go around and kind of coach everybody like most of them have been yeah, doing. I thought he'd but I was like, eventually. oh, he's literally hanging out yeah, with us the entire time. <laughs> y'all, y'all also sit front and center in those two that, main Yeah, streams. that is I'm, true. I'm pretty sure yeah. he sat there all day, and that's probably how that went. Maybe all there right. were supposed to be other devs manning yeah. your yeah. station, they and were they were eating Chips Ahoy, because why not? They were everywhere. Five minutes before time to go. They literally were like, Yeah, hey, we were the last group. They're like, guys, this is the shop. last game you are, you are playing at PAX right yeah. now. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So, I don't know. I say it's a go. I don't know yeah. how much it is mm. or anything like that. I would absolutely we play it. I would get it. I would get it and would, play the crap I, I out knew, of it. If it was on PS4, I would play it again. Well, what what was it called again, real quick? Murderous Pursuit. Murderous Pursuit. So, look for it on PC. It comes out April 16th. He told oh, us. Here's actually, like, this is the closed beta on April 16th. It launches on April, April 26th. 26th. Yeah. So closed beta launches. right now. Murderous uh, Pursuit. The closed beta is only through the 9th. So we got a code yeah. for you. <laughs> we have yeah. a code if you want to play today, it. Today, today, yeah. when you're listening to this, if you want to play this game right now, we can get play, you a code. Go to our Twitter and find this code. All right. Yes. We'll for a limited time. Mm-hmm. We won't even tell you what the game is. Super Mega Crash. Super Mega on Crash. Twitter. Murderous Pursuit. You will love this eight-player game. For, depending on where you are in the States for a couple hours, three hours, mm-hmm. four hours. Wait, is it over with today? Uh, no, it'll be when everyone's listening to this, that's when it's, that's the last day. Oh, yeah. April 6th so, tonight. But April Never 26th. Never mind what I said about that because you don't want to play this while you're at work. But this would be a fun uh, party game. Uh, definitely an online game, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So it would yeah. be something oh, yeah. unique. It's, you know, the eight players is perfect size, too. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, ten players, I, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Eight players is a good number, though, I think. Yeah, that's good. All right, Lace, what do you got? Um, well, the only other game that I can think of off the top of my head outside of the 
one VR game, which we can tuck away to later, um, was Projection First mm-hmm. Light. Um, what drew me to that one is I had played a game that, to me, had some similar mechanics to it. Obviously, it was a little bit different, but contrast yes. by Compulsion Games. Um, in that one, it was the same thing where you, uh, certain aspects of the game, you had to manipulate light, mm-hmm. turn yourself into a shadow so you could overcome certain obstacles. Um, this game is that 100% through and through. So it is a puzzle. Um, and the entire time you're playing this character that's walking along, um, and I noticed I had to collect butterflies. I'm not sure I really got the yeah, story I was or anything. Yeah, about that. Yes. I think it's you know, has no to go dialogue or anything. I only got one butterfly, but I didn't know. I found three of the five. I, saw I was a little th- disappointed because I, I tried to get on all the high high points. So I, I was pretty confident before it was over that I had found all the butterflies, you know. But um, you, you have a light that you're um, navigating with your um, right joystick. And the left joystick obviously is moving your character, and you have to move that light behind all of these objects to create um, a way to get up over the obstacles and discover what's going on. Um, so very simple gameplay, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, oh, I hate to say simple because until you, I, I was having a hard time remembering up, down, left, right when I was going behind certain objects. Yeah. And sometimes you get stuck in the shadow too. So if the shadow you, you put you it can't up move. over your character, you can't move. Yeah. Um, or if, if the challenge becomes when you're up high on something um, and you know you're, let's call it an inch wide, whatever it probably is in the game world, you know, a foot. <laughs> um, if you're trying to push that shadow up so you can get up somewhere higher, if you accidentally get out from behind the object that's cast in the shadow, you're plummeting yep. into the water to your death or missing that thing and you got to start it all over again. Um, I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say about it because that was pretty much... The entire demo portion that I played was manipulating this light and getting it over there. Um, I can't say that I really know what the story itself is going to be. He did mention the dev that it's about a year out from Mm -hmm. getting released. So you're probably not even going to see it till um, 2019 sometime, maybe this time next year. Um, So I, I would be interested to see it. Um, when I get more of a concept of what the story is to it, I like the mechanics and I like, um, how different it looked. I liked the, the, um, graphic style, the, the way it was drawn. Yeah. The, the art, art style is fantastic. Like a little shadow yeah. box with a little puppet on a wire. Like yeah. you move it along. Like right. That. Right. That's that, exactly that's what it looked cool. like. Yeah. yeah. And the only color was really the, the backdrop, like what mm-hmm. you would, I guess, look into the horizon yeah. and everything like else. Yellowish seems, orange. That's where the light yeah. came from, right? Was back was there. Like that brought, you're probably right. That was what was causing it. That was like a little mini sun. Was it? Yeah. That that you're manipulating? Yeah. Probably. Might be. This is the first type of game I've, I've played the same time with Lacia. Um, I've never played a game like this before, mm-hmm. so it took me a little bit, like a bit to kind of figure out. I had no idea what to do in the beginning until the dev came over and kind of gave me some hints. It was and, the same thing as Martyr's yeah. Pursuit. So, <laughs> but it wasn't fun, was it? Until well, I was just like, wait, what <laughs> am I doing? I can't jump over this. What's happening? Um <laughs> But, and then she, you know, you have to make the shadow. I'm like, and then once they start figuring it out, I'm like, oh, this is like, you know, challenges your mind. It makes you think. You have to play Mm -hmm. around. I'm like, but this is actually really relaxing to me. Like, it was satisfying to me. I'm like, I wanted to play more of it. It actually really relaxed me the entire time. Um, And I loved the whole color scheme and everything. And. I don't under, I would like to understand the story a little bit better right, with the yeah. like the tribal men. Like they I think they were trying to go into it a little bit there too. Yeah. Um, like where it had like it seemed like a little we'll, we'll call it an army was like four or five. Um, mm-hmm. and and I I'm assuming it was like the queen. Yep. You know, and they all it looked like the rest of them had followed whatever her order was and then there was the one defiant one that went up to the, that's how I interpreted it mm-hmm. and then 
you know, punished that one. All right, fine. And walked off the other way, you know? So I, I would, I'm sure you're going to delve into more of that storyline probably as you progress to find out what that whole little interaction might've even been about or how you even fit into this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I was supposed to have figured that out already, I apologize. Um, and then it went over my head and I, and then I don't know <laughs> what was going on. Cause they might be, if they listen be like, it was clearly this, how did she not? So I apologize if I missed that, but, uh, yeah, interesting. Um, I don't know how long the game would take. I feel like that would be another short, maybe four to five hour game, honestly. It'd be a fun little pickup. Yeah, it definitely looked like it would be something that would be, it wouldn't be a long, long game. You know, the usual right. indie Even Contrast size. was only about four to five hours start to, to end, so. Hmm. All right, well, uh, let me see what I have next. I have a few left that I'd played. Uh, I'll talk about Star Child. Star Child was the PSVR game that I got to play, uh, where I kind of mentioned Moss the other day, I believe. I don't know if I mentioned yep. that on yeah. uh, the podcast or not. Yeah, you did. Uh, Wait, I don't even know. It anymore. reminded me of that in the sense that it was projecting you into a P or into a VR environment where you you see everything around you. The character you're playing is there, but. It's almost like they're trying to take... uh, I mean, this could easily have been a basic concept 2D platformer type game. And they just said, you know what? Let's take it a step farther and let's put you into a VR world so you can see everything around it. I'm not saying that's a bad idea. But this could have... So far from what I could see, it could have easily worked as a 2D game. Mm -hmm. Just based on the platforming elements they provided. Because nothing about it screamed... This needs to be in VR to really, you know, make the experience work. But I liked that I was in VR, you know, that I could see this platformer in an entirely different light because it made it more thematic in in certain elements, especially at the end, because it was kind of a short demo and I'd kind of watched a few people play it beforehand I think there were like two people before me, so I was... I feel like I looked right, and then I looked left, and you were done. <laughs> yeah, because it was, you know, they, they start you off with a basic, you know, the a ship flies in, and then it goes down into this chamber, and you can kind of look around, and all the stuff that's going on, so it immerses you into the world, and then as soon as the character comes out, then you can control her, and you start going through this level. And I, at first, I was thinking that it was like you had free reign, to walk everywhere but it was on the rails pretty much so you can go left you can go right and you just kind of move in that direction of course everything around you seems so immersive like you feel like you should be able to go out Mm -hmm. but i feel like it's a smart move not to allow you to do that because then you would be all over the map and you'd never get anywhere so they keep you directed in the you know where you need to go and it's kind of a puzzle platformer because you get to this one spot and then you've got to uh you activate like a little orb robot and then you can kind of connect these uh, wires to a connection. It'll energize uh, whatever it was in the area. I can't remember. And then you just kind of move on until your encounter, you encounter, I think it was like a, it was like a giant bug. And then whatever you activated with that robot activates like a, a larger robot and it slams its hand down like to protect you from this giant insect that was trying to get you. And then it just kind of puts his hand down, like come to me and then it'll 
you know, raise you up to its chest. And then that's kind of the final shot of the demo is you just standing in front of it. So it's almost like the VR, the purpose of the VR is to just make it more cinematic and, and more engaging because it could work. Like mm-hmm. I said, as a, as a 2D platformer as is, it would work. No, no problem. But having that extra layer, that extra dimension, it really sucks you in a little bit more. And I like that, you know. And if more games want to do that, I'm all for it. I really like that. Yeah. So Star Child is definitely one I would want to play more of. In fact, when it ended, I was like, I want to play more of this, and I got to go now. Damn. <laughs> so I'm I'm definitely interested in playing it. Uh, Beth, did you have anything else? Yeah, I actually wanted to talk about the other VR game I played called The Persistence. Okay. It's on PlayStation. Um, I loved it. Okay. Uh, so you, it looks like you're pretty much in this... I don't know, like the spacecraft, I guess, and the zombies on it. Oh, okay. um, and I wasn't quite sure what I was getting myself into. I knew it was going to be like creepy thriller type, you know, VR game, and I just wanted to scare the crap out of myself. And uh, it was awesome. I loved it. Um, so you you go in and you have to, you have to, you know, you search everything, you explore everything, and you find these like trinkets everywhere, and you. They're like weapons. I couldn't really understand what the weapons were. You have to read the description. It doesn't really have like give you like clues or anything. Mm. But uh, it was very, um, you know, sci-fi-ish. Yeah. And so I, I ended up building a weapon, and you have this like shield, so you can like block against the zombie attacks. But you can also do stealth kills in this too. Nice. And I was determined to get at least one stealth kill, and I did it. I was pumped, and that my guide or who, the VR guy or whatever, um, he was, like, hyping me up so much. I freaking loved him. He was awesome. <laughs> you scared the hell out of him. I did. I, I got scared, and I jumped, and apparently he jumped, too. He <laughs> said, ah, and he jumped. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you get these weapons, and you can upgrade your weapons at these little stations, um, and each weapon has, like, a, like, for one of them I loved, it was, like, a serum, and you can kill like shoot the zombie with it and it can become your ally and then he gets a little heart over his head and he follows you around but it creeped me out so bad he's behind me going <sighs> the entire time and i'm like oh my god is this like the one that's trying to get me or like it and it was really cool and there's like fast moving zombies um so you're pretty much killing the zombies upgrading your weapons and trying to progress from there I had a blast. I was a little nervous because it was dark and you have to look around a lot in order to see where you're going. So I thought it was going to make me motion sick. And it didn't at all. I don't know if it's maybe the new headset, VR headset that they have. Um, but it, it, I was like totally forgot that I was even in VR. I guess that makes any sense. That's probably what you're aiming for. I yeah. Hope. You know, that's yeah. what you want VR to do. Exactly. So awesome. Yeah. And I, I thought it was a really fun game. It brought that like thriller intensity that I wanted and the, the audio and like the placement and everything. It was, it was awesome. It was fantastic. I wanted to play more. Uh, it did scare the crap out of me. I got a bunch of jump scares out of it. Um, I feel satisfied with that. I Very thought nice. it was cool. The, um, the zombies still looked like your crewmates, you know? Like yeah, and they, they looked, looked creepy. I got up and close personal just because I wanted to see the fine details to see if it really was freaky. And they, like, looked like they looked at you, like, dead in your eyes. And <laughs> they're, crazy. like, soulless. It was freaky. I loved it. 
I tried to go back Birds. and play it, but I knew we wouldn't have enough time, so fair enough. I didn't. I didn't do it. Well, you played one though too, didn't you? Yeah, I played uh, Killing Floor, but remember mm-hmm. he came to when you were doing Rick and Morty. Yeah. He said, do "Y'all want to play anything else? Because we'll get you in." And I said, "I'm going to do the persistent." And when I went down there, there was already two on standby, and we didn't have enough time to. They gave 20 minutes for that. Yeah, one. it was 20 minutes oh, a piece. Yeah. And it was already five o'clock. That you know. Not to not to be a, a dick or anything, but isn't it the resistance? No, it's the persistence. Persistence. Are you sure? I thought that's what it said. Because yeah, sure. for some reason in my head, I'm seeing resistance. I don't remember. Um, let me see. I didn't stare at the I title. Thought, I, think, I think. Because I, I want. Maybe it's in my app. I, again, no, I don't I put, know. I put the persistence. Then it might be. I don't know. For some reason in my head, I'm seeing resistance. I don't know why. You could be right. I, I, I just, I want to make sure that we're reporting this correctly. I just, well, somewhere in my head, that's what I'm seeing. It probably said close. Oh shit! <laughs> well, I mean, just for I the go to your itinerary. No, right no, I still like say seeing a pee. Just, just Google. for the Google. Just for the the sake of the audience. Yeah. Yeah, let's make sure we got it right. You the, know. The Persistence Game PS4 PlayStation. Okay, the Persistence. Mm-hmm. Fine. Thank God. I'm so wrong. I'm I'm glad that. Oh, wait, is this the game you played? Yep. Okay. okay. Awesome. Yeah. I don't know why the resistance. Maybe I was because just the way they had it on there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The way they had it on there was they had that big dude right in front of the thing. He was. Yeah. Tanky, Maybe tanky I just from. was seeing were you know just the right amount of letters and I was like, cool. Well, I kept seeing no more heroes on that. No. You heroes did. Here. Yeah, I, I could. See, it, but I, I like, could see why it was like no. What was it? No heroes more, here. No heroes here. And I kept thinking every time I seen say no more heroes. In my head, I would get excited and want to tell you they got no more heroes right here. Yeah, oh, but no, they don't. It's no heroes here. It's just one little word and it throws everything off, but it's so yeah. similar. So. Damn words. Yeah, you probably yeah. should make your title just stand out a little bit more. Just a, a little. Game bit. Like that, so yeah. Uh, Todd, did you have anything? Um. Anything else? No, no, no. I kind of just. Watched. You just kind of observed. Yeah, I kind of I did that all week. I like doing that. Okay. I feel like I. I just want to make more. sure that I'm not I'm not passing you up if we're going around any no, more games. No, um, no, I watched. I just watched a lot of stuff. Like okay. I watched that stay. I watched. Um, there was a game right there. I watched well, if, play. If, well, you'll probably talk about it in a minute. Well, night. let let her talk about it. Yeah, go ahead and talk about it. The 1979. Maybe she wants to talk about that right now. <laughs> Whatever you want to talk about, Lacey. I, what did I, you I, have I, next? Like I, I feel like I played so many games today. Like I could just go on forever. Uh, but yeah, I did play 1979 uh, Revolution uh, because I like story-rich games. I like those that, you know, f- flaunt itself as having choices that matter. Um, and so I was like, you know, I think you were still playing. Um, the- I was in the VR game right at- yeah. when you were doing well, that. Yep. Okay. But uh, so I walked over there um, and it's very much in the vein of like the Telltale style um adventure games the story rich so um but this one they had it in 1979 i think it was oh, i'm gonna get it wrong like 
I don't even want to say because I can't remember. It looked like Syria or something. That's what I wanted to say because I know it's overseas over there and it was during their revolution. So um, like the the first chapter, you have your own character um, that in the very first scene, it's like the, the, the government or the police or whatever it is, is coming to the door. And the first thing I have to do is hide all of my secrets or find all of the government secrets or intel that I must have stolen. Um, I messed up because I didn't know what the, the mechanics quite were. And I was supposed to like keep clicking on a button when I was, you know, the cop was trying to arrest me and I didn't, I hit it once and I got arrested. I think that was going to happen anyway. Um, cause the next scene is me getting interrogated by this guy. Um, yes. I ran. I ran. Thank you. <laughs> it's like, I was going to say Iraq or I ran, but I was just like, no, then, you know, they'll tear me apart for it. Sorry. It's been a long day. Um, but I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't, think there's anything extremely new or groundbreaking to how this uh the game itself plays um but i'm a sucker for a really good story so i'm still gonna recommend it because i would like to play that story out i do kind of like i I think i only played first three chapters again it looked like it was another one that could have just let you keep going on forever but i didn't want to uh be there that long um and looks like they built some really nice characters there. You could choose whether you're going to go along with spreading this propaganda from one of your buddies. Because I think I'm a photographer is what you find right. out. Because you kind of go back in time after you're you were arrested and interrogated and all this kind of stuff. Because at first he was like, "Remember my name," and I kept saying no, and then he knocked me over, and I'm like, "No." And we did this back and forth, and I'm like, "I'm going to be a badass, and something really cool is going to happen." And then I died. <laughs> And then I had to go Life back and just right um, agree to remember a dude's name as he was being intimidating. So I was like, oh, I thought I was shaping my own future here. You know? But that's fine. That's fine. Um, but uh, the nice little camaraderie going on there. So you can decide whether you want to play along with propaganda. He gives you a tape. Do you want to take the tape? Or are you going to play the tape? Um, uh, we were taking pictures of you know, whatever festivities were going on out there. Um, but yeah, like I said, I don't think anything groundbreaking or a- absolutely new out of the way that the game itself plays out. Uh, but this, but the story had me. I'd like to go back and at least finish the story for sure. Um, I think he said it's already out on PlayStation. I mean, considering there are reviews, I would hope so. I mean, I mean, they they got great reviews and pretty much just saying the same thing. Great story by great characters. Um the graphics look nice. The graphics mm. were nice, but it did kind of remind me of like how Telltale was drawn. Maybe yeah. a little bit upgraded. Uh, well, right. at least let's put it this way: upgraded from like Telltale's Walking Dead, like seasons one, two, three. I know you said it took a hike because you guys got to see that. Um, yeah. But I, I would say a, l- a little bit upgraded from that, but in that same vein of how it was drawn uh, to give it that feel. But yeah, I mean, I don't got anything really bad to say about it. I think I would like to see that story through. Very cool. All right, well, since you brought that up, I'll talk about the game I was playing while you were playing that. There was a booth standing right next to it, happened to clear out, and it was for a, a little indie game called Pig Eat Ball. And Me I wasn't... Ball. Pig Eat Ball. And I was like, this seems weird. And the guy, the developer was standing there, and he's like, this is a game that either you can enjoy or you're going to walk away from. So just understand that up front. And I was like, okay. Because in the simplistic form of what it's supposed to be based on, it'll hook you because it's kind of a homage to Pac-Man. That's what I thought. But at the same time, there are a lot of um, gross elements to it that would make you go, ooh, I don't want to play this. Because you're a pig, obviously, and you got to eat ball. (laughs) So there are balls laying around, and they'll kind of... You know, lay it out for you. Huh? They were tennis balls. 
Kind of, yeah. yeah. So you'll go around and you'll your your character's <laughs> kind of inhaling at all times while you're moving around. In a way, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hungry, hungry so you're you're always inhaling and you've got to collect the balls. And in certain areas it might differ how the uh, objective is, like you just need to collect all the balls, or it'll say you need to collect seven in a certain time frame. So it just really depends on what the rules of the level are at the time. There's even some where you actually have uh, a certain amount of hits you can only take. So the challenges do increase. He said the the farther into levels you go, it can get harder. It can get more challenging. So the puzzle elements do get more difficult. You just have to be aware of that. So as you collect the balls, you increase in size. And then if you try to go through a section, you're going to be stuck because it'll be very narrow and you can't fit through. So pig spit ball now? pig regurgitates ball with vomit. Oh my god. Yeah. So the ball will come out and you have to recollect that ball because that will be one of the balls you need. So you have to get it out of your system and then get it back. That's a cool mechanic, though, if you think yeah. about it. Yeah, so that's that's something you have to keep in mind as you're doing that because sometimes that will kind of come into play to how the level design is. Because if you need to get something over into another area, but you need to get over there to, I guess, kind of initiate what you need to do, you have to think about, okay, if I do this, is this going to add more time? Is this going to add an extra move if I regurgitate over this way and spit that ball out that way i have to think about the element of the puzzle that's being presented to me because out of all the times i played (laughs) i got a lot of bronze medals i think i got one gold and maybe two silver out of the entire thing just to kind of give you a sense of the time and effort it took you know for how these puzzles went so I i mean i was i thought i was doing okay but the game didn't think so so i was like all right fine uh, but again, it was first time playing, so it was trying to get an understanding of it. It was really fun, just the puzzle element to it. I'd really like to have a little bit more time to sit down and really focus on it and really have... It's one of those that you want to play through one time and kind of get a sense of that level and then go back and see if you can beat your score. It's like, okay, I got it now. I know how the mechanics of this level works. I'm going to go back and I'm going to top that and I'm going to do it better. And there were even elements, I think, in one of the very first levels that were almost identical to Pac-Man. Like, the level was set up with a ball laid out in in a maze, and there were ghosts chasing you. Of course, they weren't like, they didn't look like Pac-Man ghosts, but they were colored like them, but they looked a little bit creepier and stuff like that. So you're just kind of navigating, collecting the balls. And I didn't realize this at first, but the developer told me, he said, if you regurgitate on them, which I did one, and it was kind of funny. It just looks like, ah, like it's freaking out that you just threw up on it. And they said if you pay attention to it, it will turn blue, and then you can go eat that ghost, just oh. like you can in Pac-Man. I was like, that is awesome. So that that's another element to pay attention to, because I know that there was like a little roach or something in, in one of the levels that was trying to like attack me, and I know I regurgitated on him, and he's just sitting there looking at me like, what did you do? So little animations like that really kind of made that fun. It looked fun when I walked up. Yeah. Yeah. It's something I definitely want to try out again. Now, right now, I think he said that it's in a Kickstarter phase, but it's not on Kickstarter. It's on a site called Fig. 
if I'm not mistaken. So he's uh, he's looking to get it funded, make sure that it can get out there. Uh, he's aiming for PC, and I I do believe that he was talking to someone behind me and said, you know, they's like, is it going to be on Xbox? Is it going to be on PS4? And he said, that's the dream. You know, he wants to get it there. So I think this game could could be something. I think yeah. it could really take off if it gets the right funding. I kind of hope it does. Yeah, it's fun. It had some multiplayer modes, too. It did, yeah. Uh, I got to play the adventure mode because I was the only one there at the time. But there were other people playing kind of like a... It was kind of like a Battle Royale mode, yeah, in, like, a, in a sense. Was you know, four just, people or three people? Uh, four, I believe. Yeah. And it was like a... a just a map and you were kind of a, I, I don't I didn't really know what the mechanics were that they were doing I, I'm not really sure I don't know if they were competing like hungry hungry hippos trying mm-hmm. to collect all the walls in, in enough time and trying to to get them out of everybody because that's another thing too that was a, a challenge in the adventure mode is say you, you were tasked to uh, collect seven balls and if by chance in this area you're trying to collect the balls but you get hit, one thing that happens is if you get hit, your character automatically goes into like a regurgitation mode. It doesn't it doesn't spit the ball out immediately, but it's it's kind of like on a timer, like he's gonna throw up eventually. <laughs> so if you're in that mode, you need to make sure I realized this like in one of those moments, I was like, Well, let me just collect these balls real quick and I won't have to lose them again because if he spits them out, you have to go recollect them. So and that'll cut down on your time. So that added a challenge too. So that's something to think about when you're you're kind of presented with that. You need to make sure that if you get hit, you're going to spit this up. So you need to make sure you're aiming at somewhere where it's not going to get out of your reach or something like that. It was really well designed the way it was done. So I was I was impressed by it. I'd like to play it again. Yeah, it looks fun. Beth, you got any more games? By chance, maybe. Because if you don't, I don't think so. Hang on, let me. Look, 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 look. Mm. No, that's it. Okay. Lace, yeah. what else did you have? Uh, you know, like, I played a few more that um, I didn't delve into too much, so I wouldn't really feel totally comfortable in, like, telling it. Um, I know I played uh, Coma, which is by Serenity Forge. I think it's cute. I think you should just take a look at it. It'll I watched get her an play that. Mention. And, uh, that looks so fun. I would love to play that game. It was adorable. Yeah. And it was wittily done for their dialogue and mm-hmm. the, the, the gameplay. So I recommend that. And the other one that I'm looking forward to that's about to be in Kickstarter phase is Boyfriend Dungeon. Level up your love. Sword Smoocher. Oh Sword Smoocher. Beautiful weapons to romance with, your pers- <laughs> with unique personalities. Procedurally generated dungeons and varied combat styles with each weapon. Inclusive male, female, and non-binary romance. And precious memories created with your lovers can save your life in the dungeon. And what I like is that you're romancing with your weapons. And it looks like the most wonderful kind of ridiculous thing that could ever happen. And I hope they get the funds to make it because I've never played a dating sim game. But I want to play a sim where I romance with weapons. I just, I want to. What was was that t-shirt? Sword smoocher. Sword smoocher. With the heart and the swords going through the heart. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. It's such a double entendre. It's not even (laughs) Yeah. Right? Uh, but I did play the Rick and Morty VR, which was fun. I didn't get to play a whole lot of experimentally. You're only allowed like 10 minutes into it because he eventually yeah. said, yeah, this is all we're allowed to show you. That was um, probably the most popular VR game there. Was I it? For the, I, for the I PlayStation just picked it because I didn't want anything like, 
jumping at right. me and making me scared. I need VR to I need to ease into it yeah. in a very chill way. And, well, and Rick and Morty seem like to be a good one. And it's the first time I can honestly say that I've sat in a VR thing or stood in VR, whatever the hell. Um, and it was actually clear. So maybe it was just the first time someone let me like adjust the headset. So That's it wasn't like thing. I was looking through a screen door. Being able to move that thing. Yeah. And, and it was light, like mm-hmm. you said, so much lighter than the other ones that I tried. Um, and I thought it was just hilarious to that Rick and Morty are like, Right here in your face, just mm-hmm. staring at you like you're a complete dumbass. Yeah, their you facial were this creation that they made, oh and God. so you could do chores for them. Yeah. And so you were learning how to do laundry, which I'm so glad the guy kind of tapped me and he said, "Hey, before you put the detergent in the laundry." pretend like you're going to drink it. And so I did. And then my character started throwing up. And when I realized that I was like projectile vomiting, I made sure to add a uh, directed towards Rick and Morty, who they in turn started to freak out that I threw up on him. I finished the laundry and then he killed me. The guy, the guy who was guiding you he came over. Like he asked me, Rick. he's like, he's like, do you want to make her throw up? And I was like, no, 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 I don't want to make her sick. <laughs> He's like, no, do you want to make her throw up in the VR? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, so then when he told you to drink the, the detergent. So <laughs> I was just like, I don't think that I would have done that. Um, I, and apparently I just kept turning and moving too much because he had to keep redirecting me because it would get to the point where like my hand would just all of a sudden disappear. And I'm like, apparently I was facing it. He's like, now I'm going to turn you this way because you're getting caught in the cords. I'm like, I didn't even feel yeah. like I was moving yeah. to be fair. Um, That's and then, with every VR game. Mm-hmm. You do not realize you're moving. But yeah, I mean, it was just, it was cute. It was colorful. It was really interesting for me to finally be sitting in a VR that like wasn't making me sick or like I'm looking through a screen door. Like... I've only watched Rick and Morty a handful of times, but now I just want to play that game because I just kind of want to sit around in that little world because it's so bright and colorful and cartoony and just like it would be fun to be immersed in it. I Um, absolutely want to play that. That's pretty much all there was to the demo that I got to play, but it, it, it was fun. And of course, drinking laundry soap is just your cup of tea. Isn't it? Oh. Jesus. That's why we had to put a bullet in your head. Not again. But yeah, I think that's, I think that's everything I, Later that I remember enough to talk about. You know what that right. means, don't you? Well, I've got two more games that I played. Well, hurry up. Well, goddammit, <laughs> just let me finish, and then we'll fin- finish the show. I bet I know one of them is Minute. Yes, Minute. Uh, Minute actually came out recently. I think it came out last week, I want to say. you're right, yes. I know it's very recent release. Uh, I, I kind of heard about it on the fly. You know, it's just one of those that just kind of blipped on the radar. And I was like, okay, I'm curious to see what it is because it's got a very simple design. It almost looks like it could could have been like an old Game Boy I game. Say that, yeah. You know, just a very simple black and white, you know, old school design. But the premise of the game is very interesting because you start off in this little house and you're just this little unassuming caricature. I don't, I mean, it's not even a human, it doesn't look like but, but you start searching around this area, and eventually you find a sword. And I found this out later on, and it made more sense as to what the why the game is what it is. You find a sword, and at that moment, a timer shows up at the you know top left-hand portion of the screen. And it gives you 60 seconds. And then eventually, that 60 seconds is going to run out, and you die. And the sword apparently is cursed. So when that happens, I mean, since you have the sword now... You're able to explore the world around you, but every 60 seconds you're going to die. So what you have to do at that point is you have to figure out what you need to do before those 60 seconds are up that can help you advance further into the area. So you'll find a guy off to a lighthouse. And this this was such a, a dick joke, you know, <laughs> that I hope they, they don't do it again because you're going to die. 
you're going to die at this point. Everyone that you ever encounter, they talk really fast. And you can just kind of read their text and you just keep going. You don't have to engage them. You just have to get near them and be like, like I ran up one one guy and he's like, you you grab that cursor? And I'm like, yep. And I just kept going. You get to the lighthouse, there's a turtle. And he's like, oh, hey, how are you? And his text moves so slow. He's like, you got to be shitting me. I'm going to. No. No, you have to sit there the entire time. And they did that on purpose. purpose. So once he's done, it's like, well, I'm going to die. So I'll just let that happen. When you die, do you start all over? Do you start? You start back from the house. But anything that you collect from that point on is collected. So it's almost like a Groundhog Day type scenario, Mm. but everything that you've learned or gained at that time comes with you. So as I'm playing, I found a water can, and I wasn't sure what to, to make of that. But there was a field right to the left of the house. And I said, okay, well, water can, there's a field, and it looks like a garden, so I'm just going to pour water on it. And a plant started to sprout. I was like, all right, cool. But I couldn't do anything more than that, so the next time I died, I went back out there with that, did it again, it grew more. So I was like, okay, I'm getting the hang of this. There's, there's a pattern to this. There's something going on. So I kept searching the areas. I kept searching. Uh, there was a bar nearby, and there was a guy who says, you know, eh, business used to be booming around here. Everyone went for these dang crabs, and I was like, crabs? And he, he mentioned five of them. And I was like, I remember seeing two, so I bet you there's three more around. I went around, killed, you know, two, the two crabs I saw, found three more, killed them, went back there. He gave me a coffee cup. Didn't know what that meant. I died. Started back, found out that the coffee cup... Allowed me to get coffee. No, it, it gave me uh, energy to move boxes. That's what it was. So there was an area that had a key. So I was able to move a box, grab the key, and then that led me to another area to unlock, which led. Oh, it was the key to the to the uh, lighthouse, and there it allowed me to collect a flashlight, which I could take down into a dark cave that I saw earlier that you couldn't see you know, anything. And it's apparently covered in snakes. Yay. So (laughs) once I had the flashlight and knew where the cave was, and as you continue the loop, you remember where everything's at. So you just try to make it a habit. It's like, all right, I know where I got to go this time. So this is where I got to go. And this is where I got to do. And you just keep that going until it, you know, gets to completion and you're figuring out this puzzle through the 60 second increments. And the, this was definitely a demo because the last thing you find, you find the demo. And it's like, ah, awesome. And what they do, just to kind of mess with you in this sense, is they, I guess they put you in to like two, three second spurts of other portions of the game. So it's like you teleport here and it's like, oh, what am I doing? Oh, and then you're here and then you're another part of the game and then another part of the game. And it was just quick, 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 quick. And it was like, that was the game. It's like, okay, cool. Oh, wow. So they gave you the demo of the entire game, you know, at the end, which I thought was kind of clever. That's cool. So it's it's definitely something I would like to check out more of because I liked the idea that it's definitely a game that you don't have to sit down and play in one spurt because this is something you could do for a little while. Just, again, 60 seconds. You can go around. You can find something, whatever you got to do for the next thing. So you want to do it for another minute, keep going, and then if you're done, you can just say, I'll come back to it and, and put it down. Yeah, and it'll save it, and you can go back to wherever you were. So I like that. You know, it's it's for those, it, 
could easily be a casual game that anyone could play. I don't really feel like it would work on a mobile platform. And don't say that because they'll try to. Sh- I mean, I'm me. sure they could, but like you were saying, Challenge where they accepted. they put those fake ass, you know, sticks, control sticks. sticks. Mm. Yeah, it just I don't think it would work. But it, it's it's definitely something you can just kind of pick up and go. I think it would be perfect for the Vita. I don't even think it's for the Vita. Probably not. But it would be perfect for that. Something on the go. But you never know when it, when it could be a cross by. Yeah. Who knows? But uh, that was one game that I played, and the last game that I played for the entire day, and it was one that kind of caught my eye, but I didn't think about it, and I just happened to walk by there, and no one was playing, so I thought, what the hell, I'll try it. It was called Black Future 88. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. It reminded me, in the sense, when it comes to controls, like uh, Hotline Miami, in the sense that when I started to fill out the controls, that's how it felt like that game. Even the design kind of came off like that because it had that, that retro feel to it, that 80s vibe to it, you know, where it was kind of techno and whatnot. But it was a side-scroller. But you move with your left stick and you shoot and aim with your right stick and that's where it was starting to feel a little bit more Hotline Miami-ish. Uh, but it had its own uniqueness to it. You play for a little while, and eventually it'll cut itself off, I guess, after you get so far into the game. But I was kind of digging it. I kind of liked what they were doing with it. It was a very unique platformer, shooter-style kind of game. I liked the the design of it, so I would like to play more of it. Uh, I don't want to... I don't mean this in a hateful way, like I wouldn't buy this day one like it was a bad game. I don't feel like it was a bad game. I just don't know if it would... I wouldn't immediately just go, yeah, I got to have this. You know, it was fun, but maybe I'll play it at some point. Just mm-hmm. it's not a day one buy from for me, but it might be for somebody else. But it was fun. All right, uh, that's all the games I have. Everybody else is done with their games, so I'm gonna ask real quick before we get into anything else. What was the biggest surprise at PAX East for you, Todd? You start first. The biggest surprise was. Evergate. And why is that? I don't know. Just I watched. I didn't even play it. And I want, and it just made me want to play it. I still want to play it right now. Mm-hmm. Which I would have played it. It just looked awesome. Looked awesome. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> looked great. I mean, it's just the, the art direction was awesome. The actual, I guess, the mechanic of the game was really cool. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I don't know, refreshing. I guess, like just new. You don't really see that a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah, this is a big surprise. Kind of y'all walked up on it and heard y'all talking about it, and then I went and seen it. It's great. Elise, what about you? I mean, I kind of have to agree with that one. Actually, that just kind of like snuck out of nowhere. That you, you know, you're always hoping to find some really great games, and uh, man, alive did we ever! Like, there's so many here. Um, but yeah, I have to say, especially like I was just super impressed. This is our first venture into a game too, and it's so well polished, and it's just like. You can already see that it's just going to be this really great, fully fleshed out, amazing game. And yeah, I think that I I can't wait to, to, to see it once it's released and get in there. That one definitely shocked me. I wasn't expecting to fall in love with a platformer like P- that. So, PS4, sorry. please. Yeah. I, I'm sure that's a goal. I'm well, sure I'm jumping on the bandwagon saying Evergate, absolutely. Um, Good job, guys. Yeah, I am told, thoroughly yeah. impressed, especially because I'm not used to playing that type of game and like I said like I wasn't able to go completely through the demo just because I've never really played a game like that before but it was challenging enough for me I'm like 
I need to play this game. I need to learn it. I need to play it. And it's beautiful. It's visually like just totally sucks me in. I I love it. She would honestly still be trying to get that third G <laughs> right now. <laughs> I would be past it. Come on. No, we would have gotten her there. But I do have to say stay is another one, though, that like that I, I found today that was just a, a really refreshing, pleasant yeah. surprise to come across, too. And it made me really sad no one was over there. And they, it's, you know, yeah, because they're around every corner, it seems like. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And I'm going to agree with the, the group here. I think it's going to be a unanimous decision. Evergate was the standout because it was such... For me, coming to the show, I wanted to find a game that we hadn't heard of that was so under the radar that no one knew what it was, and we discover it. You know, we we find it and say, wow, this is going to be something. Let's tell everybody about it. Let's bring awareness to this game and I feel like we're doing that right now because we believe in it. We're not we're not sitting here. They didn't just say, hey, guys, will you do this for us or anything like that? We fell in love with this game so hard, and we believe in it so much. We want people to play it. We want to see these guys achieve. Buy their game. Yes, mm-hmm. we want to see them achieve yeah. such great if heights. this is their first game... Yeah, imagine, imagine what they what else they can come what out with. they're gonna be able to do once yeah. they start to get their footing in this world, man. Like that's what's really exciting for me. Yes. And that's and and this is a passion project. This is something they pour their heart and soul into with whatever resources they have. They're trying to make the best game possible on on a budget, and they're doing. They're just yeah. knocking it out of the and park. They're not trying to get rich. I think they just want to do this for the rest of their life. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. I mean, isn't that the goal? As long yeah. as you're comfortable and doing right. what you love, you, you know, that's, that's to me, that's like you've oh. reached it in life. Absolutely. And like out of all the devs we talked to, too, and don't get me wrong, we talked to a lot of them that were super duper passionate right. about their projects, but... God, did they just have something on their face that really told you, like, that they were incredibly excited about this and super stoked that people yeah. were actually playing it mm-hmm. and they did something, you know? Well, they were engaged with everybody. I heard somebody come over there while you were playing, mm-hmm. and one of the developers, I guess, I take it that the guy that was there was another developer. And immediately, this guy, the developer for Evergate, went to him and was like, Hey, what do we do about this, this, and this? Mm-hmm. Oh, I like, think I heard that. Yeah, he started. Yeah. The guy was. I think it was about tutorials. Yeah. How do we go about putting good tutorials in this game? We're having trouble figuring that out. He said, "Dynamic tutorials. Let it like some people like having tutorials. Some people don't. Let the computer determine if they need it. Are tutorial. they struggling? Right oh, I like if that. Struggling. That's it a tells great them idea. This and this. If it doesn't, then it'll just stay away until they need that help. Yeah. And I thought that was cool that he. They're still trying to make this game even better. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, of course, they're trying to do that because every time we played it, or y'all played it, they were engaged with y'all immediately. What'd you think? Again, even though they knew y'all already played it and y'all mm-hmm. had been there the whole time. And I think that helps add yeah. to the excitement mm-hmm. too, because yeah. I felt like I gravitated and wanted to stay at games more when I felt like they were interacting more and really had a passion. I wanted to be like, you want to hear about my game? Do you, do you want to come check it out? And then yeah. you're like, okay. And then I wouldn't have even thought to stop it. Some of them. But then after I'm listening to him talk and seeing that and I'd sit down, I'm like, well, I'm really glad they did. Cause I may not have stopped and played this game otherwise, right. you know? So. And, and uh, their engagement too kind of makes you want, well, not really make you want to do it, but it's almost like they're wanting you to tell you, is there something bad? Right. Mm-hmm. Tell me if there's they something wrong. Yeah. Constructive. Yeah. Feedback. Yeah, and they yeah. can take it. They, yeah, they, and they they want to make it better. They want to yeah. fix it. If, and and 
I don't say this like I'm I'm just trying to polish them or anything like that, but there really wasn't anything wrong yeah. that I could see. I mean, I, I think one of you said there were like some minor control issues that you kind of encountered. Well, I mean, because I, I think when you brought that up, I think that was the only thing that I had asked them too, is I was like, you might want to consider some way of implementing a, a tutorial. And I said, unless that's something you already have planned and you just didn't have it in the demo, because again, I don't know what's in the works for later on. I was like, some people that may not understand, because I know even at first, I shot a couple of them didn't realize why I was successful. And then a couple of other gems, I'm like, but I felt like I'm doing the same thing I just did when I broke those two. And that's when he finally tapped me and says, you have to go through uh, or have the gem go through the portal as well, or however you want to articulate it. Um, and I was like, ah. but you're right. If they would add something yeah. like that, where it was like, I tried like five or six times and it'd be like, hey, maybe if you did, you know, or however you'd put it in there. That, right. that was my, my only mm-hmm. feedback really that I was just like, if that would have been there then fantastic but i mean i made it through yeah and yeah. so it's it's minor little things like that and i think that's that's why it's standing out for all of us because again we saw a lot of great games but there was just something about this one that was special there was something about it that just has, has got us all hooked on it and that did, day one purchase for me that doesn't yeah. mean yeah, that no that, not for me that's so not saying so that so any so. of these other games that we talked about we gushed about a lot of other games they're really great but mm-hmm. that's that's got to be our number one. That's this is a unanimous decision. For sure. yep. Yeah, damn it, absolutely. Come Dude, like stop plugging it. I'm just saying, day one, come to PS4. Well, I know that's what you want, but you know, just one copy. Come trying. to my house. <laughs> How about you get a PC? Yeah, they're gonna bend over backwards for the one guy just in the group who did not copy. play the game. Yeah. Just one. <laughs> I watched it at least five times. I watched both the same level. I watched the same level five times. How about him play the whole thing? How about you? How about you fund their game and then they'll put Here it on PC? Are they on Kickstarter? I doubt it. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm just I saying. Like you could, no, you could like be up there somewhere. You yeah. could be their publisher, Stark Enterprises, and then just like go Stark down there. Industries. It's gonna be Stark Industries. You can't do that. I can't. It's trademarked. That. That's bullshit. They're not even really Stark Industries. Yeah, but they could. Yeah, I was gonna say they own hey, that. <laughs> you're you're gonna be dealing with Disney at that point. You don't want to mess yeah. with that. All right. Anyway, but no. Uh, Evergate was Evergate was the big deal. Uh, for us, a lot of great games, though. Loved, you know, if we're talking about it and we talked highly of you, that doesn't mean we didn't love you. That was just our, our biggest yeah. surprise of the entire show. So, all right. So, uh, is that do you it? have something else? I was, are uh, you going to interrupt me? I'm sorry. I do that every <laughs> yeah. show. Do, what, what else do you have there, Todd? No, I mean, are you done? No, I've got one more thing. Say it. What are your final thoughts of the, the Paxis, Todd? Oh, that's that's pretty much what I was going to I was going to go about this a different way, but. I get to say it now. Give me your final thoughts. My final thought is... Jerry Springer. <laughs> Detroit become human. That's all I'm going to say. That's all That's all you got to say for your that's final thoughts? all I got to say about PAX East. I got to play that game. Okay. You're going to help me feel my argument here. Go, go ahead. Well, how am I going to... No, I'm not. I'm, I'm going last. Keep going. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm glad that they have... PAX East, and I'm glad it's overran with independent, you know, games, just indie games, you know. Mm-hmm. But I get to play this game this weekend, you know, mm-hmm. and I I can't wait for this game to come out. I was really hoping God of War was going to be there too, mm-hmm. but if I had to pick a favorite that I had, not just like the biggest surprise like Evergate, 
that was my favorite experience was Detroit Become Human. Fair enough. Overall. My feet hurt. My calf muscles hurt. But I would go and I would do it all over again. I ate seven hot dogs. <laughs> seven hot dogs? Not, not really. What the hell else did you all eat hot dogs? at the same time. I didn't really eat seven hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> One of them was, a, no, um, I ate three hot dogs. No, no, two hot dogs. You don't know what Shit, you ate. Just forget about dog. the hot dogs. He had going lunch. on a tangent. <laughs> two hot dogs and a hamburger. So apparently Detroit Become Human and two hot dogs are not the favorite things <laughs> God damn it. It was awesome. All right, all right. So no, that, that's the highlight. Are you trying to say $7 hot dogs? Yeah, it was a $7 Maybe. hot dog. And some Swips. It <laughs> <laughs> was delicious ass ginger ale. And you made fun of it. You're going to get you some Swips. I, and I was like, because, because I, I had reference get, behind I it. I'm going to get some Swips. And I, like, <laughs> I had reference behind it. It was funny to me. <laughs> but honestly, though, like as far as my per- first uh, packs, it was awesome. I, I really didn't know what to expect, but I guess it way above what I thought. Now you yeah. know. Now I know. The more I know. Didn't <laughs> I'm not adding that in. No, I ain't no, got time. That in. I just wanted to say it because it was pretty cool. But yeah. And you're going last, so I imagine you haven't argued. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to argue. I, do I get the rebut- rebuttal to maybe, what you're saying? Maybe not. No. We'll see. Beth, what do you what we say? Shut the fuck. (laughs) Shut up. Let her talk. Go. This is the longest damn show we've had this weekend. (laughs) Um, my final thoughts about PAX is I am. I don't know. I just I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, I've talked to a lot of people who've been several times. All different experiences, uh, so I kind of knew what to expect on the negative end and what to expect on the positive end. Um, I loved how, like, welcoming and friendly all the devs were. Yeah. Found a newfound respect for indie games. Uh, I feel like I'm not on the not on the level yet, but I'm like, oh, Lacey, now I know totally what you're talking about. Like, I'm loving it. Um, absolutely, I'm like, I need to get more into this type of you know the indie games you know and really support that because it's just like they really pour their heart and soul into it They're and the future. yeah absolutely and i just love all this all the variety of games it was amazing and just the demos and i think it was a fantastic job i did not think i was going to be able to play the amount of games i was able to play and even with the amount of people that was there right and the immediate reactions that we got back with the contacts that we have was fantastic. Uh, I was just completely impressed. My first pack's blown out of the water. I cannot wait to go to another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Lace, your final thoughts? Yeah, I, I'm going to echo that. It's my first packs. I got to spend it with you guys. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just the, the, the massive quantities of games that I was able to get my hands on that none of you people got to see makes me feel really good. Um, <laughs> uh, Detroit Become Human, as anybody who's watched my streams or anything knows, David Cage, my love. I'm very happy that I did get to play that. Um, uh, even bigger respect for indie games, even though I've always loved them, always bought them at every chance that I could get my hands on them, especially the ones that, you know, really stand out. Uh, love that. Um, it's a lot more fun to be surrounded by independent developers that mm-hmm. are supremely passionate about their project. Cause man, I was feeling that energy, you know, it's yeah, like I've gotten definitely. to interact with independent developers before, but to have so many and those mass quantities right there, like, Oh, that energy. So I think I just like fed on that all weekend. So yeah, again, my first packs, 
I got to see a lot of amazing content. I got to spend it with really great people. And yeah, it was crowded, but I still felt like it, it, it went well. And I just have to say, I, I, I respect you guys because like that's probably the most efficient and well-run con I've ever been to. And for at the yeah. massive scale, I mean, they had their act together. Until keep it live. moving, keep it clean, oh. lines were going. Yeah, what even to get in the place was like we were 45 minutes, which for 80,000 people, I think that's not too bad, you know? Mm -hmm. So hats off to you hard workers that were there as well because I've been to cons that had way less people that made me want to kill myself by the end of it. So GG. And we've seen how many people they had at the end when they were trying to say, you can't go out this Oh, door. and when it's time to go, oh, it's man. time to go. Yeah. <laughs> Never been surrounded by so many red shirts in my life. <laughs> and I swear I was trying to leave. I promise. I was just lost. You've got to go. I was trying to go. I got my coat on. Just help me get to the door. That's all I needed help with. <laughs> but no, it was great. It was fantastic. Uh, we'll do again. Well, we've all had our our first experience with a con or PAX East, I guess, here in Boston, and uh, it was a, a very pleasant experience. I will have to say that um, I do have an argument to all of the comments here because the show, as we kind of were presented, and we, we met these wonderful indie developers and their games and stuff like that, I feel like that the AAA titles need to take their asses elsewhere because this needs to be about the indie developers. What the show was about to begin with. Hey. They don't need to be... You let me continue, God Wanted damn it. Green is an independent developer. They need to turn up. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so we'll forgive that one game and then the rest of you there, there, A lot of them are not independent. A lot of You're games. You're talking to Xbox. We're, we're talking. No, no, no. What we're talking about here is, despite how you want to classify yourself as independent, a lot of them should not classify under so under funny. that yeah, umbrella. Okay, yeah. we're talking about these hardworking guys, like the guys who did Evergate, the guys who did uh, uh, Anamorphine, 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 and, and uh, Dan and Gary, the ones who are struggling yeah. out there to get their game noticed, while you have. PlayStation and Microsoft and, and Nintendo come in and just say, we have booths too. Everybody is lining up to see these booths while these little independent developers have their little corner in the dark. And no, I mean, granted, there were people they, who were paying attention. Props, though, they did move it to the center, which I heard Fair enough. was new this year. For yeah. that. Fair enough. They put oh. it right in the middle. To but like but those mm. PlayStation's booth was filled with... Uh, Always <laughs> filled. Everybody was there to play the big... Game no, they that's one, they only had one big game there. Detroit Become Human had like twenty goddamn stations. Yeah, but yeah they had a ton game. of them. But they had and everybody VR. was there to look and for the VR. Independent games over there too, though. Everybody was there to play the big games. You saw the big tournaments for Fortnite PUBG, and, and World of Warcraft and whatever the hell else. I just don't feel like they belong there. I don't care what you're trying to classify them as. You're trying to find some loophole. For independent. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about those guys. No, yeah. this needs to be a show for the little guy. This is a show for these hardworking individuals who are trying to get their game noticed. This needs to be their show. A lot. I, you cannot tell me that the people who were there, this 80,000 people, these little roaches from a distance, were there to see the, the little guy. They just stumbled upon them and said, Oh, I'll play this game. Bullshit. Okay, you were there for the, for the big games. You wanted to play Detroit Become Human. You wanted to play whatever Microsoft had in their their software or Dead by Daylight. And I'm sure that's independent too. Shut up. 
<laughs> but you know what I mean. But look where it's at now. That's Fortnite true. should not be considered independent in regards it to its size. It's I know it is, but it should not be under that but umbrella an independent anymore. Developer. Follow me here. No, I, once you hit a certain still. once you hit a certain mark. No, you're always going to be independent. If I think you, it's like once you get like the publishers getting involved. It's like I don't know. Once they're you all, get once all you, on that though, they're but, all but, but see, we're skewing, we're skewing, well, I mean, we're skewing it, okay? Because windows. you're you're now un- encompassing this entire large umbrella of what independent is, okay? You can just claim independent all day, but you've made fifty million dollars while this other guy over here has not made a dime. They're kind of overshadowing the, exactly. the little guy. Okay. I don't think you would have drawn all those people in had it not been for right. like Nintendo and PlayStation. But then, but you would, but, st- but you would still have, you have to have, but you would guys. still have people like us who were there for them. Oh, for sure, mm-hmm. 100%. okay. But I feel like they were exposed to more people because of that. But I listen, get what you're saying, though. We, yeah. Trust me, I'm we all heard in. Them. I think Indies make their own say cons that. all day long, every day. During that independent um, showcase, that was one of the things that every one of them said, we don't know how to get our game out there. That's what those guys help us do. Mm-hmm. Sony, Xbox, Nintendo, they all but help them get out I there. I think to your point, maybe just make it a bigger deal. Yeah. Make sure the programming is enforcing more maybe at the top that, hey, there's some of these really fantastic right. games that you might have missed. Yeah, once you've got PlayStation... Put the really nice ones by PlayStation. Put the really big indies by Nintendo. So it's forcing you to go past all these things you're on your way. I guess where my arguments... I I mean, I guess where my arguments really coming from is the size of the crowd. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like not everybody there is for the right reason. Therefore, the big games that they think that are going to be, you know... Equivalent to something like you'd see at E3. We're not getting E3 announcements at PAX East. We ain't getting eight three numbers either, though. No, but what I'm saying is that they think, oh, this because we we saw so many people there, yeah. And you can just look at them and say you're not here for anything but just to say you've been at the damn show, right? You know, I, I showed up here. I what did What did you come out. here to see? What did you come here to see? I got to see that Dead by Daylight, motherfucker. That's been out for a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can go play that right now. What are you doing here? You're crowding up the floor. I'm sorry. It's, it's just one of those aggravations when I'm seeing these people. What are you here for? For for bragging rights? For whatever? Maybe I'm I'm just going off on a tangent, just thinking about it this the wrong way. But I just feel like I feel like it, it's they're not getting the focus they deserve. <clears throat> I mean, they're you're right. Like. I understand Blizzard, what you're saying. Like maybe they should showcase. They the small they are guys the ones more. who need the yeah. bigger boots. There. Right. Yeah. Blizzard well, should have been there. Maybe is it the same way with these cons where like these? I think these poor guys still gotta pay for their booth. I could be wrong. I don't know how PAX works, but I know like TwitchCon that like the indie guys have to. But this was supposed this this showcase was supposed to be for indie developers. That's what and PAX has I, always been about. I so why not that, put these guys up on a pedestal, the the little guy, and say these are these are guys who are developing a game. Really pay attention to them. There are going to be other things here, but. Really, kind of focus on them just for a moment, at least, please. Give okay, them a look. What about Super Giant Games? What about them? They would be. They've made a lot of money. A and again, we're we're going right through semantics here, okay? Yeah. When when we're talking about money made and stuff like I that, I feel like there's a there's right, a line though, AAA, to be crossed. A triple A, like if that's all you're showing, like Blizzard did all weekend. I don't remember seeing them show anything but Warcraft. I, to be fair, I didn't 
didn't even know Blizzard was there until today when I was going to look for another indie game that the creators of Coma said they had back there. Yeah, they had uh, the whole the <laughs> so whole they had that whole front side. They had that whole front side. Blizzard yeah. had well, Warcraft and anyway. there and there. All right. Well, I got my tangent out of the way. I'm just saying I felt like Hey guys, go and and really look through those games. Go yeah, you games. should if you're just going there to say AAA you're you're missing the whole beauty of that place. Exactly. Yeah, and and that to me is what aggravated me about so many people that I saw there, as I don't feel like they understood what this should be. Yeah. For me, and you know, that's just that's my opinion. Anybody's got anything else to say? You can direct it to Super Mega Crash on Twitter. <laughs> so. Twitter. That's all I'm saying. Uh. But that has been our uh, full coverage of PAX for the last three days. This was a, a very extended show, matter of fact. My feet hurt. Uh, we are exhausted. We are tired. We're. Uh, you twisted your ankle. I did twist my ankle, but it was for an epic reason. Yeah. And <laughs> it was very epic. Very epic. Again, he, keep an eye on the Twitter. You might see mm-hmm. how epic it was. He had mm-hmm. to hit that question mark block. That's right. <laughs> it was okay. And... Uh, Again, follow us on Super Mega Crash on Twitter. Uh, all these people will be tagged on the show. Hopefully, I'll, I will make sure to make uh, to make sure that they are tagged so they can follow us, and you can follow them. Make sure you're following them because I did, and you can check out their awesome games that we've talked about all weekend long. <sighs> As you can hear, I'm tired. Hey. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Do you still love me? I don't know. You argued with me quite a bit right now. I know. Because you're defending some, mm-hmm. fair enough. Cranky pants. Anyway, I have been Super White. I get to say my name. I have been Todd Stark. You know how this works, goddammit. <laughs> Wicked Bath and Lacey Finley. Join us again, Super Mega Crash siblings, when we return on April twenty third. But until then, game on. Game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.